In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Uh! You do what they told you. You do what they told you. You do what they told you.
Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan. This is your Tuesday episode. Let me explain to you, if you are watching on the old uh, YouTube, if you're not listening to this in the podcast format, it looks so weird. That's right, folks. I'm here at Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. No, I'm actually in a very tiny room at my parents' house, and I don't have a proper workstation or any of my real, like, kind of lighting equipment. So basically, I look like... So this is just... You guys, I'm not actually in Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. I wish I was. What a magical place. But um, this is better to look at than the scary background that I have in this room. I'm. It's. Uh, it's like... It's it's all decorated by Marshalls, which, by the way, I'm a huge Marshalls fan. Love Marshalls. I loved. I'm a Maxinista. You know the drill. Anyways, today, you guys, Southern Charm recap. We have Becky Bailey, my mom, joining us for a very lively and spirited discussion. Where I um I I on the Monday recap or the the pop culture roundup with Sophie, I said. I said, I got to tell my mom about this Chris Jenner, Ray J thing. And today is the day where I do that. Now, uh, it, it, to varying results, but it was, it was, it was wild. I ran errands and I did chores for my mom all day. You guys, I told you yesterday, I dug up all of my mom's, I, listen, I was barely listening, but I think the rabbits are getting to my mom's, like, she says, like vegetable garden or like herb garden. So I had to like literally dig up these things from the root and she was just like there just kind of cheering me on and then kind of telling me like what I was doing wrong and you guys I'm I'm used to podcasting manual labor not actual manual labor and then we did we like to uh we like to hit up our stores which is like the Walmart we like to go to Costco um, and then I took my mom on an adventure to find 818 tequila, not to buy, mind you, just so I could do a silly Instagram video where my mom called Kendall Jenner, Jenner, her, her personal close friend, just like Lisa Rinna did. That's how sa- sad my life has gotten folks is that I literally, and we, we couldn't find that 818. We had to go to three stores. My mom is literally recovering from surgery. I, but I will say I gave her the choice. We did not have to go to the second or the third store, but that's how good of a mom she is. She's like, no, I want to watch you embarrass yourself through me. That is true. That is true parenting, folks. Um, so we got a couple of news stories before we get to mom. And then remember, that's where the timestamps. If you want to skip right to her, you can do that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Emmys and Nicki Minaj. We might throw in a Britney Spears thing, but I, I don't want to get too negative. And then we'll take a commercial break and we'll go into the Southern Charm recap. Ooh, and I got some dirt on Shep's Raya because this week's Southern Charm episode, they talked all about Shep's Raya profile at the end. And you know, how sad is it of me that I truly, I said this, I find Craig Conover a very entertaining drunk. Like, I, I know it's not healthy and I know I shouldn't encourage that kind of behavior. But at the same time, the guy, I mean, it's like 
He's like the Tom Brady of drunks. You're just like, holy shit. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention that story yesterday, just because I'm not a, I'm not like a sports dude, is Tom Brady and Giselle Boonchin. Tom Brady played, uh, he's playing a new season with the Buccaneers, and he pissed off his wife and his family. Because I guess this guy retired last year, you guys. And then he was like two or three months into retirement and he must have like hated hanging out with his family. And he was like, no, no, I'm good. I'd rather go try to get CTE and get hit in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're at that age, even though he's probably, I don't know what he's called the best or whatever, but you're risking another season of just getting hit, like pounded professionally. And I'm not talking about Ray J and Kim Kardashian. I'm talking about on the field 300 pound dudes just knocking your ass out. He went back to that and supposedly Giselle Bunchen was like, no, 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 no. I do not like that. And so there's been all this rumor about like divorce and I guess he missed training camp. And this is the part where Ryan gets fascinated with it, where I'm like, wait a second. Now, now you've intrigued me, sports. What is this? And by the way, Giselle Bunchen, of course, you know, there's ties to DiCaprio in there. You guys forget, some of you youngsters forget that Giselle Bunchen and DiCaprio were a thing. Also, we uh, we had a uh, internet item today that Leo DiCaprio... And and the Hadid girl, the one that was with Zayn, was it Gigi or Bella? What, what, I is it bad that I don't? They're the Hadid girls to me, but supposedly, I get all of these kind of like internet updates of what's going on, where you know, just important things. A lot of people get news alerts. I get like TMZ alerts. So this is amazing. Leonardo DiCaprio might not be single for long. The Oscar winner, 47, and supermodel Gigi Hadid, 27, have been hanging out in New York City. Multiple sources tell people. Now, when you use the word people, that means People Magazine, folks. And that already, so you're already past Daily Mail. You're like, holy shit, People Magazine? That's like the Washington Post for, like, celeb gossip. Uh, The quote is, they are getting to know each other, one insider shares, adding that the pair aren't dating just yet. Quote, Leo is definitely pursuing Gigi, another source tells people. A third source adds, quote, they've been seen hanging out with groups of people. It's only been a few weeks since the split. Since then, he's been hanging out with friends and family. How, first off, the fact that there are three sources on this... Like who the, so the people magazine author was like, we need multiple sources before we could go to press with this. Like this was a big deal. Three sources. Also, what's the rush, Leo? Why are we getting, I mean, is it because you're getting closer to death? You're 47. I mean, like, what is the rush? And you know what? I hate that. I thought this, that I was like, Gigi Hadid, 27. And I was like, look at him dating an older lady, you know? Like for Leo, that's all. Like Camilla, Camilla is that the the last girl? She was twenty five when he dumped her a couple weeks ago. Twenty seven. Like I'm like, what's it like to date a mature lady, Leo? That's good for you. That's what we call personal growth. But I just this this rumor or this the, the sources, it doesn't make sense. Like why? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? What, what, what's, what's the pull with these people, right? Gigi Hadid, beautiful, but we're used to her beauty. Do you ever feel like that with the Kardashians where you get worn out by telling them that they look good? You get worn out finding like them finding new ways to make themselves look good. To me, I, there's the, the, you know, the, the, I feel like the human brain is only supposed to see certain people 
only a certain amount. And we've been force-fed the Kardashians billions of times. So for me, I don't even recognize, I mean, like, their beauty on a soul. Like, you know, like on that kind of primal level of like, damn, that's gorgeous. One time, you guys, I saw Sofia Vergara. Like, I'm buddies with um, Joe Manganiello, the actor. And I was over at his, his like, year, like, four years ago and we, I was over at his like mansion, which is like just weird as it is. And I was interviewing him for something and we were down in his like man cave area, but it was like the classiest man cave. I mean, it was just like dark wood everywhere. He had like his own workout room and Sophia Vergara from modern family. They're married. Like, I'm like, I, I, I like modern family. I know she's a beautiful woman, but I'm, I'm, you know, I've never been, I'm like, yeah, beautiful woman. She came in, you guys, and delivered fresh beignets. Sophia Vergara, mid-hangout with Joe, came and was like, hello, you know, like, like I, I'm delivering fresh beignets. And, and, and the beignets were amazing. They were fresh, hot beignets. But on top of that, I was like, holy shit, you're gorgeous. And Joe was like, why did you just say that out loud? No, no, I didn't say that out loud. But I was truly thrown. I was like, oh my God, you're way more beautiful than you are on screen. It really threw me for a loop. So I was like, maybe Gigi Hadid is like that. Because I, I see her now and I'm just maybe used to seeing her. Maybe if you see her in person, it's like, but also Leah, why the rush? Why not just, why not? Why are we doing this? We're getting close to Christmas. Do you really want to? like have to buy somebody new a big Christmas gift or a holiday gift. I don't know. These are the things I think about. Anyways, I don't know about Tom uh, Brady and Giselle. I, I Supposedly he played the game. She wasn't there, but she started posting like congrats on social media. So I think they're good. Isn't it funny when celebrities do the same bullshit that we do in relationships? They play the same stupid social media games that we do. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. That's that on that. Let's move on to what I like to call, or we all like to call the Emmys. The Emmys were tonight. And listen, there were not a lot of surprises. Um, I watched them with my mom, and I wish we should have done a live feed of just watching with my mom because it was truly a unique experience. She commented on everything, like everything, everyone. And the great thing about my mom's commenting, doesn't know any of the shows, like didn't know White Lotus, hasn't seen Only Murders, didn't know Abbott Elementary, didn't know Dope Sick, didn't know The Dropout. So this must have just been an, an like of top to bottom. She was like, never seen succession. I mean, truly amazing to watch it with this woman because she still had rock solid opinions. You know me, I can be kind of wishy-washy on things. This woman, I mean, she was telling me if these people could act or not. She did not understand Jennifer Coolidge was a comedian. She was like, why is she doing this with this little dancing around the stage once she won? And I'm like, you know, trying to explain to her who Jennifer Coolidge is, which is just great. But then you realize I'm obsessed with this stuff. We're obsessed with this stuff. My mom, not obsessed with this stuff, but she sure had a damn opinion. So here's the deal. Um, we had some really cool wins. Julia Gardner for the last season of Ozark. Sure. Brett Goldstein, of course, won from Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, great show, amazing show, but they, they did so well the first season with Emmys that I was kind of hoping that maybe 
they would give someone else a shot. Uh, nothing against Ted, Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis won again as well. Um, I just thought I would have loved to have seen an only murders in the building win of some sort. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez make me so happy. The show is like quirky and weird and a little corny, kind of like me, but I love it so much. And I love the three of their, their chemistry. And I, I don't want to under like, it would be so easy to underestimate Selena Gomez because you have two heavy hitter comedians like Steve Martin and Martin Short, but Selena Gomez really does hold her own in this really unique way. She really kind of grows on you. And I can't like, as, as a, as an actor, I always try to pull apart a performance and she's so subtle and so acerbic and very, um, dry, and there's a lot more going on there than I once gave her credit for. But they did this bit, which I'm going to play for you in a second, because uh, it just made me laugh. Because they came on and presented, and they just make me laugh. And it it might be, you know, it's not the smartest humor in the world, but it's just joyful. You know the kind of shit that's just fun? Especially after we watch a show like Beverly Hills, which can be so toxic. It's so nice to watch three people just bouncing off each other doing stupid comedy. But I mean stupid in the highest form of respect that you could. I was personally Succession uh, won Best Drama. Um, I was personally bummed out that we didn't get any wins for Severance from Apple TV or any wins for the first season of Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Those are shows I both highly recommend. And those are also the shows you guys that I feel need wins. Like they don't need them. And the fact that we're not going to personally love them anymore, we still love them. But the thing is, and especially in this day of streaming services, which I'm so fixated on right now, I'm reading, reading this great book about the HBO and where it's been and where it's going. But it would have been great for one of those shows to win just to bring it to a bigger audience. Like I'm obsessed with yellow jackets. You probably are too. The same thing with severance, but I want more people to know about it. I want this to be a big show. I want this to keep going. I want to fight for the things that I truly love. So I was kind of bummed. They were nominated. Uh, Gene smart one for hacks. Zendaya won again for euphoria. Amazing. I mean, that truly is, I mean, at her age, these people, man, it may like, it just, you're like, holy shit. What have I done with my life? I mean, this girl is so young. She's the first black woman to win the Emmy for lead actress in a drama series twice. And the youngest two-time winner of any Emmy in history. So literally, she could retire tonight and do and have done more and made more of an impact than most of us. Like, I literally am going to have to work until the day I die to even... I mean, just the relevancy here. Oh my God, congratulations goes out to Zendaya. That was huge. Abbott Elementary came up big. Cheryl Lee Ralph, beautiful speech. Quinta Brunson. Um, the only thing that was weird, Jimmy Kimmel laid down on stage during Quinta Brunson's um, uh, speech. Uh, you know, sometimes comedians, myself included, we just do stupid things that in the moment we think they're going to work these bits and they might work for a second and then they just painfully don't. But that's kind of, what a comedian is it's that person in class that didn't know the right time to shut up shut up you know as you grow you learn timing but you never 
perfected. I, I would say maybe Steve Martin and Martin Short have perfected it, but Jimmy Kimmel probably has not perfected it yet. And so weird moments like that that we saw tonight happen. Uh, Lizzo won uh, in the reality competition category for her big girl show on Amazon Prime, which I haven't seen, but it must be excellent. It won. I hate that Housewives and Bravo, except for like usually like Below Deck, or Top Chef get completely ignored. So much so that I wish they would like create specific categories. Like I don't want MTV TV awards to like give out kudos to reality series. I want the Emmys to because the fandom is just as strong and the work behind the scenes is just as strong as some of these amazing shows. But uh, I, I have to say, just what a year for TV. Also, uh, Elizabeth Seyfried, if I'm saying that right, um, she won for uh, The Dropout. Uh, Elizabeth, oh, I was about to do my... I'm Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, and I won. This is one gigantic step forward. She won, and she was great. I mean, I was saying tonight on Instagram, I was like, do you think one day, you guys, that one of these Bravo stars... Uh, I, I use the word star very loosely, like Erica Jane or Jen Shaw one day in like 10 years from now, Hulu or HBO Max will do a prestige series where they'll cast somebody as like Jen Shaw because these con artists, they usually end up failing in real life, but then they end up succeeding at the Emmys. Like we love to watch TV shows about them. Could we get a Tom Girardi, Erica Jane miniseries? I think we could. If we can get like 10 years away from it, I think it would be a mistake to do it next year unless you do it in a lifetime movie format. But I'm saying let's bring Prestige TV to Bravo. I think we got the juice, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, also, um, the, I, I bring this up just because I, I've been obsessed with that movie Elvis since I watched it on HBO Max a couple weeks ago. Um, Sofia Coppola, one of my favorite uh, directors. Also, you got to hand... Like, dude... We were talking about this in terms of Olivia Wilde, Don't Worry Darling, which still it comes out in like two weeks. I don't know why they didn't release it last week. Um, Sofia Coppola is an amazing female director on top of just being an amazing director. Virgin Suicides, Lost in Translation will always mean so much to me because I'm a sad bastard white man, kind of like Bill Murray. It, you know, like I remember seeing that in the movie theater and I was like nowhere near his age and I related to that so hard and I'm like it is so funny these things that speak to us and I'm like oh the you know his low grade depression through that whole movie and that 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 you know what Bill Murray I hate to do this there is a, you can tell Shep loves Bill Murray you can tell Shep is that boy that just never wants to like settle down or when he does settle down it's almost a disappointment to himself because he wants out he wants to be out there having adventures he wants to be out there meeting new people you know like i don't know that movie lost in translation really i really loved that at the time uh but anyway she uh is going to direct for a24 one of my favorite film outlet outlets right now uh is called priscilla and it's going to be priscilla presley's story and i think this is really intriguing because in the elvis movie Boz lerman we 
barely got any of that story with Priscilla. Like, I can't even tell you the actor that played Priscilla Presley. She was very little used. Like, that story wasn't there. It was really the story of Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker in that movie, which was weirdly played by Tom Hanks. Anybody see Tom Hanks in Pinocchio yet? I'm scared to watch it after his performance in Elvis. Like, I'm, I'm, I love Tom Hanks so much that I'm legitimately scared because I do not want to dislike Tom Hanks. And the Elvis movie... I was I, I was having weird feelings and I was like, this is a foreign feeling, Ryan. And it's like, yeah, you're not liking Tom Hanks's performance. So this uh, this girl, Kaylee Spaney, who I am not familiar with, is going to be playing Priscilla. And she has tapped Jacob Alordi from Euphoria to play Elvis. I guess she had actually tried to get Justin Bieber to do it and he didn't do it. You know what I will say with Justin Bieber, though? I remember, do you guys remember when Justin Bieber hosted SNL for the first time? And I was like, this kid could potentially follow in Timberlake's footsteps. Right now I say that and everybody's like, fuck Timberlake. Because Timberlake, remember, at one point was so beloved. And especially do you remember when he was starting to do SNL? He had hosted so many times and him and Jimmy Fallon would always do all, you know, like, remember Dick in, Dick in the Box you got? Dick in a Box? I mean, he legitimately for a minute was considered a comedic genius on top of being, you know, uh, hailed for his mu- music with like future sex love sounds. Um, I'm really taking you guys down a pop culture ride today. But I remember watching Justin Bieber host SNL for the first time thinking like, holy shit, he really could be the next Timberlake. And then I remember watching him on SNL and I was like, oh, no, no, he can't. And that's no offense to Justin Bieber. I just think sometimes remember acting is a different skill. Like Timberlake and sketch comedy is a different skill than sometimes acting is. Timberlake did it really well. Timberlake never really hit in movies or TV other than his work in Saturday Night Live. But you saw that Justin Bieber was not able to do that. He, I remember going, oh, this isn't that funny. He's not, he's not really pulling it off. Um, so Justin Bieber, I think his thing is music. And that's great. But it's not going to be the whole kit and caboodle. I don't think he would have been a great Elvis. I'm curious to see what Jacob Elordi will do with it. But I'm more excited to have this movie set from Priscilla Presley's uh, viewpoint. Because remember, she was a—I mean, she was an underage girl that married Elvis. This is going to be a really interesting story to tell during this time. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other moments I missed with the uh, the Emmys. And I hope I didn't ruin this for any of you guys, but I can't imagine that you're going home tonight on a Tuesday. I'm like, I saved the Emmys for tonight. White Lotus won tons, which is weird because White Lotus feels like it came out like three years ago. Time means nothing anymore. And by the way, they already finished filming White Lotus Season 2, and the only returning character will be Jennifer Coolidge's character. So that's very exciting for Jennifer Coolidge fans. Haven't you felt like we've rediscovered Jennifer Coolidge every year for the last 20 years? I don't remember there being a year where there hasn't been some article of like, finally, Jennifer Coolidge getting the respect she deserves. I feel like I've read that article now for 20 years. She's that damn good, but I'm like, how do we keep rediscovering her? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Barry, I would have loved Barry to have a win. There was an episode of Barry, you guys, which is Bill Hader on HBO Max, and Bill Hader is directing every episode of the new season of Barry that's filming right now. But last season, there was this episode, I think it was like the second to last episode, where they have a scene where he is being chased, 
And it is one of the coolest, most uniquely done chase scenes I've seen on TV or film in years. And Bill Hader directed that. Like, if I ever get to talk with Bill Hader, I would just like, what did it take from conception to shooting to shoot this? Because it was so unique from the sound design on it to the location. He was on like this like motorcycle and people were, it was just so good. If you saw this season of Barry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, the Emmys, do you guys want to hear the little, um, Steve Martin thing that made me laugh? I always like to throw in little, let's, let's, let's listen to this together as a family, shall we? Thank you so much for what was in my head, a standing ovation. (laughs) But please, this is so embarrassing. Selena and Steve are here too. Really, what an audience you are. I wish I could box you up and take you home like classified White House documents. Selena, how much time do we have left? I don't know. With a good diet and exercise, maybe 10, 12 years. (laughs) Earlier tonight, as I was walking the red carpet I have at home, I thought, what's the difference between being in movies versus television? And I realized, well, Marty can get work in television. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Steve. Hey, I've always been curious. Does it bother you when people come up to you and say, oh, big fan, Angela Lansbury? You know what I love about working with these guys? <laughs> no paparazzi, ever. <laughs> And now it's time to get to the reason why we're here. Have you or someone you love ever considered a reverse mortgage? (laughs) Wrong gig, Steve. Wrong gig. Come on, man. Like, I love things that are just, that just are silly and make you laugh. And I want that, that this show to be like that, where it's just going to be silly. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be bogged down in all of this. You know, hanging out with my mom the last couple of days, and you'll hear her talk about this. She keeps saying drink the good wine, you know, he's try to make those moments, uh, happen now, try to enjoy yourself, try to laugh at things because there's so much right now to not laugh at, right? There's so, it's been so intense for so long. So I love those little reprieves and I hope I can be this reprieve for you in little, like little bursts here and there, but I wanted to play that for you. Okay. Now on to something, this is the last thing before my mom, I hate this is that Nicki Minaj, listen, Nicki Minaj is an insanely talented rapper. I've said this from the beginning. Her verse on the song Monster off My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West is literally one of the best rap verses of all time. I'm not talking female. I'm talking male, female, all time. For me. Like, a star was born in that verse, even though she had already been doing stuff. But I was like, holy... You know, for somebody to be the best part of a song that is not even on their album. That was a Kanye West album, and she was on there with Jay-Z, Kanye. I mean, just heavy hitters, and she destroyed all of them. And she's had some other just amazing songs. Um, But I don't love... Like, Nicki Minaj, obviously, a very... uh, She's a big Bravo fan. And it's just like we were talking about Jennifer Lawrence yesterday, also a big Bravo fan. But I agree 
with uh, the stuff that she says. I do not agree with Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj always comes from this weird place of hate. Like she's being backed into a corner and she just tries to like snarl her way out. And it just comes off so ugly and weird. So she has a radio uh, show on Apple Music. I think it's like Queen Bee Radio or something. And she said this horrific thing about Garcelle, which is just like, I'm going to let you guys listen to it. You can decide for yourself. But I woke up this morning and it was one of those things where I should have not checked my phone because this immediately started a bat. Like, I was just like, oh, this is so gross. But let me play this for you guys and see what you think. You probably already have heard it, but for those who haven't, uh, let me just warn you, this is really, really strong language. Um, I know there is strong language in the entire podcast, but this, I think this is really next level to me. And now, this lady is on one of the real housewives talking about, leave my son alone. Don't leave comments under my son's page. Bitch, if you can't feel this standing motherfucking heat, get the fuck out the kitchen, bitch. Do you care about my motherfucking son, bitch? Did you care about my motherfucking son, hoe? I see why that white man left you, bitch. Okay. So... A little context, always important. Uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, I think the anger here is coming from, and this is from Bravo by Betches, their account. Um, I think she's saying this because a year ago, Garcelle interviewed one of the women who accused Nicki Minaj's husband of sexual assault on her talk show, The Real. So that is where that anger is coming from. But also... The thing is, and if you guys don't know this, Nicki Minaj's husband has to register as a sex offender. He's, I mean, there, I don't want to, you know, like there, there, there's rape allegations. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's very lucky has not had to serve an insane amount of jail time. And listen, I guess Nicki Minaj, it's like, seems to be one of her weaknesses is just picking the extremely wrong person to couple up with. But I'm like, I'm sorry, man. You can have your Potomac judge like, but like this, you are so out of like, this is, it's gross. It's like, Nikki, clean up your own shit before you talk about anybody else's shit. Bitching about, oh, my son. Garcel wasn't complaining about people. Garcel was just saying I was crying all night because I was worried about my son with all those bots. Like, Nikki, how dare you? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how women can treat other women sometimes, especially as a black woman to another black woman in this industry. Like, that was gross to me. I, I just hate when... Things like this, things that Nikki shouldn't even be involved in, end up affecting like your actual image of that person. And it's not even the stuff that she wants to be known for. I mean, Nicki Minaj wants to be known as an artist, as a musician, not as somebody that's like just giving extremely horrific, gross, um, and 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 uh, spiteful messages about a real housewife listen and nikki that's my job you're coming for my job now i don't know i wanted to play with that for you guys i'm so curious to hear your thoughts remember leave comments on the youtube go over to the facebook page so bad it's good with ryan bailey throw up a post there get conversation started 
I am so curious about this myself. Um, if you do love this podcast, please leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also go over to the Patreon. A new Selling the OC recap will be out this week. I'll be doing another one probably with Meditza this week and also be doing a Q&A over on the Patreon and you get all of that for a couple bucks a month uh, plus access to all the other past episodes. Oh shit, you guys. Guess what showed up in my inbox tonight? The season premiere of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I am choosing to spend this time with you working, doing an insanely long podcast instead of... And by the way, I wish you could actually see where I'm at right now because I have the image, you guys, for listening of Buca de Beppo. Let me see if I can change this to show you. I am like huddled over on this tiny bed and it is like so hot in this room because my mom says I won't leave the door open, but I can't leave the door open because it's a tiny house and I'm cursing my ass off in here and I'm just trying to be, let me see, how do I background and effects? Okay, let me take, um, how do I just do no filter? Okay, okay. So this is, do you see, I'm laying on a bed, you guys. This is my mom's painting from Marshall's that she got. And I am just like huddled over. I have the microphone laid like right next to me. I, I hope it's getting good sound. It is horrific. So I'm going to go back to my Buca de Beppo. There we are. Oh, that's a gross Buca de Beppo. That's not as, uh, that's the clear image we want. So, okay. So you guys, uh, a little about our first guest. Her name is Becky Bailey. Um, a long time ago, she birthed me. She is my mother. Um, and if you haven't been listening, she's been going through some health issues and she's going to keep fighting these health issues. Um, and she's kicking ass at it. I will say that. I've never seen somebody with... I Listen, I moan all day long, all night long. And this lady is up. Energy. <clears throat> she's, you know, and just always <laughs> always always really just uh so positive and i don't know why i haven't inherited that <laughs> and um and i know she's like scared right now um but you wouldn't know it you know cuz she's just uh She's the best. And uh, so before I just keep blurring, I'm going to cut to this. And this is like my favorite. I love talking to my mom on the podcast, especially because it I can be silly to her and try to get her to laugh and try to get her to, I don't know. So uh, w without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's Becky Bailey. My dad was uh, at, at teaching Bible study. Isn't this great? My dad was teaching Bible study. He just started doing that, which is to kids. So you'll hear my dad at the very end of this. And my dad will be on tomorrow for Wednesday's show because I'm going to drive back tomorrow back to California as well. But here she is, the lady of the hour, Becky Bailey. We'll take a commercial break after that, and then we'll come back for Southern Charm Recap. Remember to use the timestamps, you guys. Okay, so since we're talking about Southern Charm today and, and Miss Patricia being a huge character in that, we have our very own Miss Patricia, and, and I'm I'm her Whitney to the Miss Patricia. She has no idea what I'm talking about right now, but Becky Bailey, welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. So Southern Charm, Miss Patricia is the mother, uh, and she's like the, the matron. She's like a, a millionaire millionaire, and she takes care – well, she doesn't take – he supposedly takes care of her, his mom 
His mom's 81, but he, and he's like 57. And you just he, compared me to an 81-year-old woman. I wish what? you had that kind of bank account. My God. Uh, I mean, she was oh, serious. I mean, a million. And by the way, she looks beautiful. I'm just saying I'm just he's kidding. he's an old man himself, but oh. he acts like he's acts like he's all cool. And he's How always old playing. did you say he was, he's like honey? like 57, I think. Oh, okay. But he always, but he always, he acts like he's cool. Oh. But he's never been married. Or oh. me, I've been married and divorced, yeah. so I'm already better <laughs> than Whitney. Uh, how how have you been doing? Everybody wants to know. I'm doing good, and I got the surprise of a lifetime. This is the first time I can honestly say that they totally surprised me. I did Wait, not. Wait, didn't I surprise you years ago when I flew in for no, your? No, I figured it out. I mean, the you ki- didn't figure the it kids out. Were all. Kind of giving me hints. This time, I just showered, got back in my recliner, and... Yeah, because, by the way, mom can't sleep in a bed anymore. She sleeps in a recliner because of your surgery, right? Right. The stitches, I I can't... It's not laziness, as a lot of people are. I'm a The rumor around town is that you're lazy and you don't like to get out of your recliner. recliner. I'm not an old person recliner. I'm a side sleeper, and that's the only way I can avoid side sleeping on stitches. But the doorbell rings... I thought, oh, who's that? And then all of a sudden, in the bedroom door here, hi, and it's Ryan. And I was naked. Oh, just Ryan like, Bailey. Just like when I came out of her vagina, you guys. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, now it's disgusting. Oh, now it's gross. (laughs) It it used to be a beautiful thing, but now it's... So I... um, Have you ever seen that movie? What was the movie? Patch Adams with Robin Williams? Yes, yes. And he wore the red clown nose? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm I'm Patch Adams. I came in with a red clown nose while you're healing. We have had the most awesome family weekend. Mom, you've been in your room drinking wine the whole weekend. What are you talking about? You silly Um, goose. No, we had a great time. Uh, With our daughter and her, we had... Family meals and pool time and just everything just worked out. Per- if I planned and I just showed it, I you. I just crazy. spent two hours showing you how to work um, uh, electronics. Yes, again. I am the inveterate old person that cannot remember how to do all the controls. No, take people through how to work a Blu-ray DVD player. Okay, so-, so first I have to get the Toshiba one, then I have to get the Cox one, and then I have to yeah. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like you don't remember what I told you. I so. do. I, I wrote, no, I don't. I wrote it down. Yeah, you You're wrote right. it down. That's You're always right. good to write it You're down. Right. And we put on Peacock, the streaming service. Yeah, I didn't know I had Because you it. asked, you said you wanted to watch Vanderpump Rules, actually. Absolutely. That's uh, amazing. That, I a, said, I have time now. Before, I didn't really have a lot of time, and now I'm kind of like, well, I don't want to say bored, but. Well, um, yeah. I mean, and just so just so people know, because this is, I mean, you have the best attitude of everything, but just where we had left last time, we were in Lake Arrowhead yeah. as a family, and you were going into uh, a big, a big, a lot of appointments, and a big a surgery, surgery yeah. and the surgery, it turned out, yes, cancer, yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, I mean, this is good to talk yeah. about, but we got, you know, so basically you are now starting another process where. Yes. You know, there's going to be second opinions right. involved. We got the Mayo Clinic, clinic involved. involved. We've got potential radiation down the line. Yeah, we got just... a whole fun list of things. Right. Plus, you had skin cancer yeah. on top of the actual and cancer. And they broke the needle and you, in my arm. You should see the scar. <laughs> it's already healed, actually. Well, I mean, the scarring hasn't, but not the bruising. You sent me the picture of the skin, <laughs> the skin cancer surgery, and it looked like Frankenstein it on did. your arm. It and did. you can't even tell now, I, except I, for the bruising. I heal really well. 
well. And so I, and I, by the way, I wonder if I can, is, is that genetics? Can I brag? I heal really bet. well. Yeah. But, but listeners, I don't feel bad. I don't feel sick. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, there's lots down the road and we've got a yeah. journey to go, but I, I'm doing but good. But your spirits are up yeah. obviously. And yeah, I have a great support team family I, and listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody's. Uh, I guess. So, and I made you go to a bunch of different grocery stores today looking for <laughs> 818 Tequila, Kendall Jenner's Tequila Company. Because, Mom, what that was from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, do you know that Lisa Rinna with the big, yeah, fake, yeah, I phony do the, lips? With the lips. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw she, her in the Dancing in the Stars with those she's big anno- lips Yeah, first. I don't like, we're enemies. And oh. she, at the end of last week's episode, for the next week, she went into a bar and she's like, Can I get 818 Tequila? It's my friend Kendall Jenner's Tequila. And this is like... This is a six, she's like she's a sixty-five-year-old, yeah. And Kendall oh. Jenner's like a twenty-four-year-old girl, and she's with Best grown-ups friend. at a Best bar. Friend. She's like, she's my friend Kendall. So we went and and yeah. but by the way, I didn't know that's what that was about. I, I, yeah, I just <laughs> told you to do it. And you, well, now you're embarrassed. You weren't embarrassed. Me just dragging you I around. Thought it was funny. Like, so I'm up. the funny thing is though. The, the joke really, I always say to the audience, no matter how much I make fun of anybody else, yeah. I'm the biggest loser because we went to three different <laughs> stores to find 818 Tequila. Yeah, we did. We went to Costco, we went, and it finally it was at Sam's Club, and you found, it was like in a tiny little, yeah, a little we were about to go to Total chef, Wine, yeah. and then we filmed a, a little video. You can find on the Instagram, you guys, it's really cute. Um, <laughs> but speaking of the Kardashians, actually, because Kendall Jenner is a Kardashian. Right. Because it's the Kardashians and the Jenners. Now, we did a news story on the Monday Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie where, I don't know, I don't think you've ever seen this, and I'm not going to show it to you now, but do you know why Kim Kardashian originally became famous? No, I I don't. I thought it was because of her mother, Chris. Well, kind of. she was married to back in the day. Yes, yeah, yeah, and And Chris is married to Kayla. Yeah, Yeah. kind of. I mean, she was known, but she became famous or like kind of just really blew up because she had a sex tape released with a with a gentleman, a a rapper. Doesn't sound like a gentleman. (laughs) uh, His name's Ray J. And they had a sex tape called Kim K Superstar, and this was twenty plus years ago, and it was yeah. And well, maybe I will make you watch it now since you seem so fascinated. <laughs> I know, it's like that. So this was, and it really put her on the map. And no joke. And then you were kidding me. From this, it kind of gave them all of these other opportunities. And I'm not. There's no joke here. But what we, what we've always suspected, and now we're kind of uh, what we found out over the weekend is. Ray J, like Kim now is a billionaire and most of the family are like billionaires on their own. They have all of these business opportunities now. And Ray J, he's kind of fallen by the wayside. The guy that he originally- he's going to want back in this. Well, no. He said, listen, here's the deal. Kris Jenner was the one that negotiated the contract for the sex tape. So Kim's mother- And so that's what I was saying is that- would I mean, you would you do that for me? Would you negotiate a sex? And by the way, this is probably the time to do it. If somebody would be willing to have sex with me, would you <laughs> negotiate? Would you negotiate? Like, would you? I mean, this this that's and it worked. Chris Jenner doing that worked, but would you ever put mm. me or my sister if it, if you knew it could set up the entire family? No, uh, not niece if it and was nephew. A sex tape. I'm sorry, I'm but, a woman but of what? You're a woman of fit that day. We we're pro sex work here, but we want to make sure that why are you saying no? Why, why are you saying no? Because of the sexuality fit 
uh, factor. Yeah, but if, they, if two people are in love with each other. Well, do you really think she loved that guy? Come I mean, on. I think Come she on. on. <laughs> no, so, I mean, but can that, I mean, that's the thing. Her mother. You don't put that on, on tape, honey. What do you draw it? What do you and I mean? Like no, you, man, <laughs> you don't share it with the world. That if you really love, well, it's your someone, choice it's to private. share it with the world. And if you do yes. share it with the world, you should be able to charge. But here's the point. This is the question: Should Ray J get ten percent of everything that they've made since then? Because you could make the argument that Kim Kardashian. And her family would not be famous if not for that tape. And all this time, they saying. acted like it saying. was they acted like it was stolen. It was a stolen oh. sex tape. And in reality, and the Chris mom it was. It. Yes, yeah. that's the. the I thing. always thought she was in charge. And so she definitely is in charge. Yeah, but that was all. That's why we always kind of knew this. But we. Yeah. But Ray J finally was so mad this weekend because they always kind of make jokes about it and like oh, it's not funny. Yeah. You, you're the one behind yeah. this. They but filmed three videos and the mom chose everything. Like the younger girls, nah. Yeah, don't give Kendall and Kylie. Yeah, we'll cut yeah, them out. Yeah, but, cut them out. But Chloe and Courtney are, are them two. Those are the two that are closest to like and Kim. They, they, they yeah, definitely they wouldn't have it. Yeah, they need. I would say Ray J gets ten percent of all of that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay, so that's settled. But you're saying so. What yeah, you're I'm saying basically is you're not. You wouldn't be a good manager for no, me. No, you're not willing to make I the can hard call. Other things. You but would not, not be able to do with sex and pornography. I'll so you're drawing a hard finances. line. You're drawing. A, I'll do finances. Like, but but what if my finances were sex and porn? Nope, what? what well, you you're really going to hate the direction this podcast is taking from here <laughs> on out. Because okay, that was a question I wanted to ask you. And then the other thing that uh, what was it? We were what was it? it? Was something about we were hanging out? Oh, is I guess the mustache where Kara, yeah. my sister, says that I look like Super Mario Brothers. And the mustache really seems. To, do you like? And this this is con, this yeah. is as controversial as the Chris Jenner sure. question. Do you like clean shaven the beard, even though it's getting whiter and grayer, or a mustache? Now, Dad has a mustache. Right. I like your mustache since yesterday. You trimmed it quite a bit, and it's really. I trimmed it because Kara called me Super Mario and Brothers. It did look like that. She's right. Yeah, no. Your I, sister was right. For Please once, make sure yeah. you tell her that. So you're saying if it's trimmed, you like yes. the mustache. But so where you're just like not on the beard tip at all? I don't because the mustache is dark and the beard is white. That throws me. Re oh, really? It throws you. But you know, if I dye the beard, my face oh, blows up like yeah, the nutty professor. Yeah, 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 I have yeah, an yeah. allergic That's reaction. Nasty. So. Uh, it really is. That's why I say you got why, to why do you Now, you're a big believer in God. Why do you think God did this to me with my face? Like with the, I mean, first off, why did he make me look like this to begin with? Second off, why, why can't I correct myself? Because he has a plan for you and he decided that he wants people to reach out to you and answer all these questions. <laughs> wait, so video, wait, are you saying, podcast. he gave you an opportunity wait, wait. here. Are you, are you, are you saying God's a big fan of the mustache? Is I that know, what you're saying? I'm just saying he gave Is that you, maybe he did that he so gave, I would shave into the mustache? And he gave you uh, an opportunity to reach out to your fans and see how they feel about you. My now fans. You're these are some, my friends. They're not my you're, fans. You're going right? to get some insight. Yeah. Well, see, that's. That's what I get scared of every day opening any emails, like <laughs> either if it's nice or if you're a you're a jerk. Now we just watched some of the Emmys 
And you, uh, you fabric. had a, you had a running commentary. Fabric. Yes, I you did. said there was a lot of fabric being yes, on these thrown. dresses. Tons of fabric. I I didn't know that was a trend. You know, in years past, you know, there was very slimming and sure. and lots of uh, cleavage showing. And tonight, it seemed to be about the fabric. I mean, full on voluminous fabric. <laughs> it was very voluminous. Is that how you say it? Voluminous? Voluminous. Voluminous. Yeah, it was voluminous. Did you you think it was a lot of material? I mean, when I I would point it out, when I would say, yeah, I mean, there were bigger dresses. That would seem to be the thing. Now, you never saw White Lotus at HBO Max show. So when you, you didn't realize Jennifer Coolidge, you didn't, you thought she had ants in her pants when she was like singing and dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. She's just she's really funny. Like that's oh, okay. her, that's a bit. I want to watch was, that and see it. Yeah. So White White Lotus was that, but you had not. You haven't seen Only Murders in the Building. I want to see that too. I've read a little bit about. What's it. that big the cowboy show you like? It's uh, not even Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh, no, okay. it's not Yellowstone. Oh, what I watch? Yeah. Heartland. Heartland. Yeah, that's a that's, show that's just on Amazon Prime or something. Or uh, no, it's on on Netflix. And, but so you're done four, with it. It was like 16 seasons. There's 14, I think 14, 15. They're still going. But, but Yellowstone, you think, curses too much. Yeah, they use the F word a lot. But and, <laughs> and they murder everybody. Yeah, but every show murders everybody. Not that much. Well, by the way, then what you said you wanted to see, maybe see only murders in the building, it has murders oh, in the I title. Know, but isn't it kind of like... It's fun murder? Well, it's not like really. It's like cute murder? No, it's just like the history of the building. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You're right. You're right. That's, or that's the, what I read about. I yeah. haven't seen it, so I really can't honestly say. Now, um, let's see here. Are you aware of, uh, I guess let me just test your pop culture knowledge. Oh. Just tell me what <laughs> you know toilet. of any of these people. Harry Styles. Okay, I remember seeing his dark-haired guy. Uh, Correct. Uh, uh, mustache? No. Well, I mean, I, he has the ability to yeah, grow hair. Yeah. But I can't remember if he sings or acts. He does. What if I told you he does both? Oh, now I'm excited. Well, so he is in a. He was in a band called One Direction, which was a boy oh, band. Oh, I know that thing. You know One Direction. Okay, yes. so he's a British, and then he's. A solo artist. He got away. He broke away, didn't he, on his own? He did. Yeah. He oh, did. Okay, I do. Well, know. unless I knew I knew unless the, the One Direction guys don't know that he left, oh. but uh, <laughs> somebody might want to tell him. And he's the one that Addison, my niece, says. Remember, we were talking. She yep. says she likes him, but he's overplayed down here. That's right. But she likes Doja Cat. Do you know Doja Cat? No, because I only know when Connor used to put that Doja dog on his Instagram. On what his, is Doja dog? He did this dog thing. And that, that he called it. His okay, so Doja Cat is actually a, like a kind of an R and B pop singer, oh, really okay. talented. Yeah, no, this but she like shaved her head and her eye. Oh, that's another thing. This is something that very much annoys me, and I don't know as a woman what your take on it is. Have you ever bleached your eyebrows or shaved your eyebrows? No, off? mine all fell out. I plucked them too much when I was younger, so I had to have them. Mine are tattooed on. Now that that is actually a fast. I forgot about that. You're right. You do have. Wait. Wait. So they wait, went away. Wait. Why did you? Was this well, because of like? Wait, was this because of cancer? Or no, no. Was it, it was there was a white one here and a white one there, and I kept just you just kept plucking away. And then all of a sudden, one of uh, my granddaughter's little friends said, "Your grandma looks like a witch without her eyes on." <laughs> and I went, and her mother was so embarrassed, and and I looked in the mirror and I thought. I didn't draw my eyebrows on you today. looked at- and I hated drawing eyebrows on because I have a crooked hand and a bad vision. So you would draw so them on bat. You would yes, poorly I was draw a poor them on. Drawer. So I just the I found this lady that did that like 
really, uh, my, I don't know if it's called microblading or not, but a really nice natural look that it looks like hairs, actually. Yeah, it looks like hair, but you know she also like kind of tattooed some words in there as well. <laughs> no. No, it does. You can't really tell. From, yeah, no, you, you really can't. Tell. can't yeah. But really, you just overplucked. Did you? And yes, you, you didn't yes. have a conver- like a hard conversation with yourself of like stop doing this. Well, because once it got there, it got there. It got there fast. <laughs> and there's and that's a, for, it, there's no. But anyways, that's like the new rage now in Hollywood is these girls are like dying. Their eyebrows are shaving them off and oh. being eyebrowless. And I think Ooh, it's eyebrowless. That's when she said, I look like a witch. No, I can never yeah. do that. I, good. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. That's becoming popular again. And I'm trying to, you know, that's kind of like my cause and activism is I want to make sure. And I know as a guy that, you know, you don't want to be able to tell women Ooh, what to do, but, but I don't, I don't know. I just, it's I don't not know. a favorite of yours, right? It really scares me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm also thinking about doing the permanent eyeliner because if I have to go every day for five weeks to these treatment things, I don't want to get up. I want to have eyes, but I don't want to get up and put them on every morning. So I want to have them permanent eyeliner. Wait, what now? Eyeliner here. Uh, can you do permanent? Wait, yeah. you're going to tattoo permanent eyeliner on yeah. it? Now you're becoming like Post Malone, this guy that like puts tattoos all over his face, but it's just going to... Mary and Brian. Mary just did hers. So that's all the rage with the the, yeah. the older set in the neighborhood? Because, you guys ta- again, wait, you know, one my of vision you- is bad and I don't... <laughs> Draw them very nice. One of you guys should actually learn how to do the tattoos for everybody. Um, Okay, so Harry Styles, One Direction, solo artist. But then, no, no, (laughs) that's the whole podcast is getting lost. But then uh, he is an actor now too, and he's in this new movie called Don't Worry, Darling, which is coming up now. The reason I bring this up is Don't Worry, Darling is directed by this girl, Olivia Wilde. It's a female director. And okay. Olivia Wilde and Harry Good. Styles hooked up on the movie. Oh, the and she's 10 years. Yeah, he's 28, she's 38, right? So that's great. Like women can oh, yeah, great all have ages, no you know. With the age thing. Um, I just have a problem. But with the, the reason I bring this up when we were watching the Emmys, you said Jason Sudeikis, who plays yes. Ted Lasso, he has the mustache, and you yes. go, Ryan, your mustache. Yes. And um and first I, I was so. like, that's, you know, I wish I was Jason Sudeikis, but Jason Sudeikis was with Olivia Wilde. Before the other guy? They have two kids together, oh. and the rumor is that they were still together when she started directing Ooh. the movie, and then... That's sad. It is sad. And so then the rumor was they went to this Venice Film Festival last week, and that Harry Styles sat next to this other actor, Chris Pine, in the movie, and he spat on him. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Wait a minute. Which one spit on which one? Harry Styles. The sis, like so, she he. They're still dating him okay, and Olivia that. Wilde, but they won't acknowledge each other okay. in, in public, public circumstances. But who spit? On so who? Harry Styles supposedly spit on Chris Pine. Oh my gosh, but that's that, terrible. It is terrible. I'll show you the video later, but it's not. It's not. I, the, I did read a blip on. See, that? that's a, it. It was huge news. I mean, it's, it's said, not. Did he really spit? He, I like don't think hug? he personally did, but I just wanted to let yeah, you know in case yeah, yeah, you yeah. wanted to bring that up to any of your friends. Um, now, uh, finally. Uh, You're assuming uh, I have friends. Yeah. No, <laughs> finally, uh, I, between you and the Lord, you can tell the, the Lord about this, the Harry Styles. Okay, I will um, see what he thinks. This is the other thing. And because I, I you had talked to one of my friends, and I want to correct you on a story sure. that I've told on the podcast. Is that, okay, you remember my ex, right? Yes. My ex-wife. Okay. Good. That's great. And we, we actually, that's a joke because we talk about her all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. She's very family. nice. Yes, yes. She's family. Um, okay. But you told one of my friends when I was there that we had a squatty potty. Yes. Which we did. Yes. 
but you said we had it because my ex was a little person and her legs no, wouldn't touch the ground. I did. You not. said she had. She, you said no, she needed the squatty pot. No, mom, you, you, de- you I cannot believe I said that. You said her little legs would swing and she needed it. And mom, the story. Mom, the story was you bought me the Squatty Potty because yes, she didn't want the... Yes, it was on your the, Amazon list. My Christmas right. list. But she, didn't, right. she, right she didn't want the Squatty Potty in the house at all because she thought it was disgusting. I and you told her she that she needed good. it because of her little legs. Well, no wonder she's mad at me. <laughs> well, no, I think she's mad I at you. I don't remember Because of ever. me, not because of you. I don't... Honey, I would never... Because I had a girl that I worked with at one of my reservations, but and some lady... And she was a, a smaller uh, per- size person. And this lady right in front of her, she, she, said, she said, are you one of those little people? And the poor little girl burst into tears. I would oh, never. Oh, that's, that's gross. But, I would never but, do but no, that no, to I'm not. There's nothing wrong with little people at all. That's but not what that's I'm saying what at all. I'm saying, but, but I'm saying, can't imagine do, but, myself but that's saying what I'm saying. So do, you, do you remember my no. ex as a little person? Is no, that why you're like, not you said her little all. legs would swing off the toilet. And she, she has did, beautiful legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the other thing Whoa. you said this yesterday. We're in trouble here, and guys. I, no, she, she doesn't <laughs> listen. So, so this is the other thing. Which, by the way, if my ex does listen, you miss her very much. Oh, you absolutely. Love her. Yeah, you love her always, and still, so, yeah. So, I feel bad that I haven't been able to talk yeah. to her. Um, the other thing was, and you said this yesterday, and I've been thinking about this, or maybe you said it two days ago. September 11th. Yes. Okay, a horrible day. Oh, obviously. Yes. You said this story that we went and bought supplies yes. to 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 tape up a room. Yes, because they said, you know, if they come over and invade our country, you know, Who? They, the Taliban. The Taliban. The, the ones that okay. wrecked into the yeah, building. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Bush got on TV and everybody was in this uproar and they were saying, you know, hunker down, all this kinds of stuff. So they gave you a list of supplies and stuff to buy. You bought this plastic to cover the whole, so you could, in case they gassed your area. I mean, we had a hand crank can opener, tuna matches. Mom, I lived with you during this time. And the time. stuff was all Mom, in your bedroom. I lived with you during bedroom. this time, and this did and not. And that was the room we were going to. This did not happen. Off. No, there was. I stand. I still. Have I the remember watching. I was. I remember watching 9-11 stuff with you and dad. I remember watching yeah. that. There, I don't ever remember going through any kind of like, we're going to tape up a room. Honey, and was that gonna... your drug phase or your no, alcohol I never phase? had a drug phase. Are <laughs> you kidding. kidding me? I'm kidding. I'm, you looking to get, I'm looking to afford a drug phase in the future. <laughs> You're going to need it after this After you sell my sex tape. Mom, I'm telling you. Yeah. You, you don't re- remember. I, I don't think this ever lot. happened. Ask dad. We dad, all- last night was like shaking his head. Oh, I'm going to have a conversation with him. <laughs> Wait, by the way, Dad would be on this, but he's at Bible study, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, teaching he, the kids. He's teaching he's, kids. He's, he's he teaches young. kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had the whole box of supplies. It was all Bush-related. They were all getting on and telling you what you needed to have on but hand. But are you sure this wasn't the year 2000 when everybody thought no, the, the computer, no, the millennium, yeah, yeah, where the computers no, were going to go no, down? No, 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 because I... I had to stay at work. I just think I was I was living with you guys. Yeah, and and it was your bedroom that that box was in. See, I would have been a key component to this, and you, I would have known that I was going to need to tape up a room. Where did the plastic go? Do you remember where the plastic went? Like we don't have any. Where did all the sheets of plastic? And you and you saying you cover things like tuna and all that stuff. Yeah, canned good, all the canned good soup. But we had to get a hand cranked can opener. 
Because no. What happened to the, the hand the crank can opener? It's right in the drawer there. You're saying okay, this it's is right the 911 yes. hand crank. And the, I bought two of those big things of matches, and I still haven't used them all there over in that drawer. Okay, so I what happened? Wait, wait, what happened? Then? Okay, so that's the 911 the hand crank. Was, I, we just used for something else to cover. Something what did you? What did you open up time. cans with before the 911 can opener? The electric opener. one. Oh, okay, so that's the we had the we electric one. We couldn't use electric. And we, and they told the, us, but that's the 911 yeah. can opener. And you know what? I was so dumb. I didn't have um, wine and a wine opener in there. What was I thinking? <laughs> I think you did have wine. Okay, that was the. I just think you would have told me if we were Honey, going to have to be prepared you, uh, to like you even have talk ga- to us then. Oh, yeah, very much so. I, there was never a time where we didn't talk. Um, okay, so I gave you Harry Styles. I gave you Kim Kardashian. We covered the Emmys. I just got scolded twice tonight. Scolded? Well, what Anne are you talking about? And the supplies. Oh, my God. Don't, you're, don't give out her name. Oh, don't. Ooh, I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, so it's, sorry. no, it's all good. No, no, all good. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's what else is the. Okay, so. Vanderpump Rules, you said you want to watch. Yes. Now, you it's going to come Bright back Lotus. for a 10th season. Ooh. And what what did you excited? Because you said, another thing you said, and this was kind of funny, you said, with me growing my hair out, I'm starting to look like Tom Sandoval. And the mustache. And with you, the mustache. Do you think I'm, maybe I'm purposely trying to look like him? Oh, I would hope not. Uh, <laughs> Wait, why? But you have cute curls up there, and he kind of does too in his hair. I like, I like I love Tom your, Sandoval. I like Tom Sandoval. I think he's very nice looking. Well, then why did you say you, you hope? Not? I was joking. Oh, okay. I was jo- like when you said copying. I'm. You I know, I have a weren't... I have a man crush on Tom Sandoval, mom. No way. Well, no, not like a you know. No, like, that's yeah, why I'm I, laughing. I, I, that's why I was saying I hope not. Yeah. So uh, okay. So uh, in the future. You go to your full time job is now going to doctor's appointments three what, this week, God, but but that's that's very that's few. Light. The week before you did five and five. The I week had, before that, I had six. The week before that, and they put some needle in your neck yep. three times, yep. and they yeah. Anyways, so what? It's lovely, folks. <laughs> what what has been your experience uh, in terms of your faith and what you think about and 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 fear and all of that stuff? Is there? Fear you 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 keep saying it's time to drink the good wine. Yep. What, the, what do you mean by what do you mean by that? Wear your best outfits um, because life is short and you just don't realize it until something like this happens. And then you can't. There's no way I can change it. There's just nothing I personally can do to besides change it. go to the so, appointments that you exactly. Go to I do what I'm told to do. It, but I have faith in God that He does have a plan for me and He's seeing me through this. And there's so been. So, the amount of incredible fun things and little things, just like you coming in, and then it worked out that I happened to be putting, going to cook ribs and potatoes out for us for the weekend. So I just got out another rack of ribs and we took it all over to Kara's, and it, it, everything has been working in place. So I really don't have complaints. I'd like to know more information. Uh, and down the road, you know, I, my my fear is down the road it might get, you know, uh, there might. Be, be a lot of pain involved or something that that you know uh but i handle pain well typically yeah um, uh but and well, i well what are well. your i mean i always uh, I, I have a list or i've started to keep a list of uh, a bucket list uh-huh. of things that i want to do before yes. i mean like well like running the marathon was on there oh yeah or, and, and that's that's what i'm thinking too you want to run trips. a marathon no more oh i can't run yeah. um, but more trips, trips and stuff. Travel. Right. We're coming. Which by the way, you that that's your, you, you don't have weeks. to you don't have to go uh for the, the 
big stuff right, right the until whole until October so you 26th. get to go to Sarasota Florida right, which you week, love to go to the I beach I thought I wasn't going to get to and I did get a little I have to admit you I got, got very little, uh, I got uh, a little yeah. down when yeah. he told me that and I asked him if it was urgent and he said no we have to wait till your body my heals. surgery heals before they could start so you radiation. get to go there yeah I'm so excited and 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 and, I, I'm and by the way, if anybody lives in Sarasota, I'll remind yeah. you guys sooner they're looking for recommendations. For restaurants. For, re- for restaurants. We've got a sunset cruise and a walking food tour booked so far. Um, and they, they also... they also um, So this is what cracked me up about your doctors. They also said, because you always try to eat somewhat healthy. Right, right. And all that stuff. And your doctors, what, what did they say? They said it has nothing to do with what I eat or with the environment. It's in your genes. And so me being a smart ass said, well, I don't wear jeans. And the one doctor, the heart doctor said, well, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but then that They'd day, nice. didn't you go get a bunch of fried chicken? Exactly. I said, I'm going to eat whatever. And I haven't had fried chicken uh, probably in 10 years. So I went and got fried chicken carrot cake <laughs> and i've been wearing all my because of the surgery i, I can't wear uh, uh, anything near my waist because i've got some stitches there so i wear these little shift dresses kind of like things and everybody's been you've got the cutest dresses and it's like yeah wear the good outfits wear your favorite outfits and that's what you mean by drink the good one yes. now enjoy yourself eat, eat the carrot cake do what you know because ultimately uh, a lot of those things don't matter, and you think you do, and you stress yourself over eating really healthy, and, and yeah, I've and, and that's it's, my whole whole life. I yeah, have, yeah, and and you think, and it's like, wait a minute, let me back up here for a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so that uh, to travel is on there, yep. and then and I'm booking Alaska. We're waiting for Alaska the, is the, the big 20, one. I, uh, Africa is off the agenda. Yeah, I'm just afraid of the malaria pills and stuff because they kind of mess with your uh, system. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's acceptable, but it might come back on it, yeah. w- when we get past this. We'll get past it. Okay, yeah, definitely. And and the other thing is, so the other thing you yell at me about, the audience can and remind because. People, uh, I tell people, but they don't, they don't, I think people think I'm making it up about how disorganized I am. And oh, you, you, you and your dad both. Well, I mean, but uh, you know, like I'm, I'm badly disorganized. Right? Oh yeah. How many times a oh. day do you yell at, you know, and not yell at me, but No, you, but I remind you. Yeah. But you know, it's a, a, it's a, a real, reminder. it's a real issue. Yeah. It is. It is. And I'll say, when are you going to get that done, honey? I yeah. try and phrase it What do you it think nicely. it is? Do you think it's like some kind of autism or do what do you, what do you think it like? No, you're a, pro- a really, really procrastinator just like dad. But, it's but putting it off. You... It's not that you, you're, you think about it yeah, and you want to do it. I think about it all the time. You want to do yeah, it, definitely, hundred percent. But it's like, yeah. What do you think it is? Fear. It's procrastination. But that's just a word. What does that mean, though? What do you think it is? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Because it's not like I don't work. I, wish I, I work my butt off. I mean, you oh, see uh, the you amount work of work so hard. But it ha- but, that, here's the, the difference. Wow. It has to be something that you're truly interested in. You're not interested in doing something, say, like getting your car fixed or the taxes. Or, <laughs> but if it's something to do with the pod, I will work 42 hours in a 24-hour day. Mom, that's what I'm saying. If you just would sell the sex tape with me, <laughs> I would be so in. Because then we could be on either. You could travel all the time. I don't think really there's yeah. a big market for me in a sex tape. But you know what I'm saying? I think... <laughs> Um, okay, so that is all good. Everything, and by the way, you have more energy still than most people I know. Well, for, more for energy my than age, me, I think. Yeah, more energy than me. And you, you've just I gone just through a major stuff surgery, right now. Yeah. and you, you almost do too much. Yeah, I, but you've always. But I, I try and I'm trying to be good. You saw me today. I backed off some stuff and said, "Here, you carry this." 
Oh, wait, yeah, wait, what do you mean? When you were saying I do too much. When yeah, well, just because you yeah. let me carry a little well, well, Walmart no, bag? Well, no, but I, I try and carry, remember I said I carried all that stuff from Costco the other day and I shouldn't have. Oh, okay. That's what I was now, referring and, and, to. And just so we're in Gilbert, Arizona, and I know some <laughs> listeners are in Arizona and Gilbert. Oh, yay. I, your commentary on Gilbert, though, is great, though, because we were going to Walmart and you say... Is that that? There's this whole strip of stores yeah. where the the bystanders will just walk out without Ooh. even. They don't even care about cars coming your way. They it's like in right that away. parking lot. They just step off the curb and they won't. They keep their focus on the store. They won't look to the right or the left. They won't acknowledge your car is almost ready to hit them. Yeah, <laughs> they just dare you. Yeah, um, and uh, and then what was the other? There was one last thing. Uh, it was that. Oh yeah, this is what I want to get your opinion on. You and Dad have been going to a couple movies yeah. as like a date kind of yeah, a thing. Yeah, date night. And what what do you think if you knew at the end of the movie you would have to do a standing ovation for 14 minutes? Because at all these film festivals right now, really, they're doing like these... 14? Well, one was like 7, one was yeah, 12, yeah, one yeah, was 14. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. there just must be so... Have you ever been so blown away by anything that you would do a 14-minute standing ovation? That's a long time. When you it's, think... Think about um, it. That's because I I know I, I, I do some things that you know are time... When I'm listening to him, and I'm thinking, oh, 15 minutes, that's a really yeah. long time. And, and, and it, when you're saying it, it doesn't sound like long, but when you're... In it, yeah. it is a long time. So I don't think I could do 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I, I, I just well, I don't. Two well, three I, minutes is a long time for me. You know? I think and, and there's been some good ones out. Yeah, um, and then um, so oh wait, Dad. Hey, Dad. Come on in here, quick. Oh, is that is Pop? that Dad? Honey. Oh no! Don't come. I, I, okay. Hey, come say hi really quick. We're trying to get Come you in Come say hi on the quick. podcast really quick. Oh, hi. Hi, really quick. Well, you're you're going to be on tomorrow, too. But we're, so, you, Dad, you were just... You I just don't got see done, myself. <laughs> you, you just got done teaching kids. I did. How did it go? It went really well. And uh, it was really good. How old are kids. the kids? Uh, from five to nine. Oh, my gosh. And a five-year-old was a piece of work. Why? Oh, dear. This, you this, is our, this is our first lesson for the year. And what was the lesson? And it's a new uh, format, too, right? It was just introduction and everything. Going to be talking about... It's Bible study. You're going to be talking about the minor prophets and... But what was the... I mean, was there a specific lesson you wanted to teach no, the kids? No, this was just introduction, what we're going to be doing this year. And then we had an act... You know, we always do activities and uh, we make them pay us money. <laughs> Wait, and then the five-year-old. So is he your enemy now? No, he no. It's not the five-year-old. He was pretty cool. Um, but there was another kid, Daniel, <laughs> and he um, Daniel was seven or eight. And he was. You, you know, gotta. You you need to break him now. That's <laughs> your. By the end of the year, you gotta break him. What God wants me to do? <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you doing something with musical chairs tonight? Obstacles. Yeah. No, oh, we did Okay, you guys. You'll hear more from Dad tomorrow. Uh, Mom, say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody. Peace. Love and peace. Lo- Don't hate. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is the part of the show that I love the most when we get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Dame. Now, Dame are products that help you explore pleasure, toys, tools, and more for getting in touch with yourself. You can go to dame.com to look for everything that you possibly might need. By the way, their website truly is fascinating because they have articles on there as well as uh, some of their best-selling toys and products. Um, One that I wanted to feature this week is a couple's product called uh, Ava. So let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. That's why Dame Products designed Ava. It's the first hands-free vibrator for couples. Boosts pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. So sharing pleasure during an intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Ava, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Ava is your sex life's new best friend. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Um, So they sent me this product. They sent me their other product, uh, Air, which is spelled A-E-R. And that is a solo product you can use. And their their oil, uh, sex oil, which is an all-natural full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. But this company truly is amazing. All I'm asking is you go to the website at dame.com. I'm looking at it now, but like I said, there's even articles. Uh, I'm reading one, it says four behaviors that set a marriage on the wrong path. What is myofascial release? Uh, 10 feminist friendship quotes to share with your BFF. I mean, this is this website actually has tons of articles. You can put your email address in there and get a, uh, a weekly uh, thing that'll get sent to your inbox, uh, but really, really cool company. Um, go to dameproducts.com and enter code so bad today 
for 15% off site-wide. That's code SOBAD to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. But uh, like I always say, just go check it out for real. Like it really does. It not only helps the show, but I think these are things like I have primarily a female audience and there is nothing, nothing shameful about this. And uh, I am so thrilled that they continue to be a sponsor on this show. So remember, go to dameproducts.com and put in the code so bad for 15% off. Oh, hey, it's Ryan again. I just thought of one other thing. I thought about the look of these uh, because sometimes sex toys look a certain way. Um, but these look really, I mean, dare I say cute? They look like Pixar toys. They almost look like kind of artistic in a way. That's why I'm saying go to the website, check it out for yourself. But these are really thoughtfully engineered. Okay, that's it. Back to the show. Bapa do bapa DTT Southern charm. Here we go again. What I love about these guys is that they truly never learn. They don't look at this. Look at this guy. Look at the little Craig Conover behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, do you ever wonder what Craig Conover's O face is like with Paige? <laughs> I'm sure. Oh man, I don't. I know that. I I do not. No, what I like about these these reality shows and especially like shows like Southern Charm is that we truly get an example of men that do not learn from past behavior. It's like Kyle Cook that continues to get shit can wasted on Summer House where but it's almost comforting to us cuz we're like, "Oh, okay." But it it's weird because we're watching these men stay like boys and they're almost proud of it. Like Craig would be the only one that kind of is trying to like, "Yo, shop, what you're doing is not cool, dude." But he's like hammered doing it, so it's like it's like not a reliable narrator or like kind of, you know, where he's like, yeah, I think your heart's in the right place, but you're so hammered and you destroyed $60,000 worth of Miss Patricia's furniture that it just doesn't, you know, and they do this. They, they, they truly, they truly destroy. Like I always try to, do you ever try to understand the attraction of being a reality star? So like, sure, you get to like go you get paid, but you don't get paid tons, you guys, unless the show is a massive hit, but that's not like the first year. So you risk your reputation. You let people know your little peccadillos, your little, your little dark secrets, your faults. Like we all know that Shep is probably not going to be the best boyfriend. And he definitely doesn't want to be the best husband ever. You know, I feel like this would be kind of a negative thing if you were to reveal that on a national television show. Like if he gets involved with anybody at this point, it's just like, how would that even work? How would anybody truly want to be in a relationship with Shep? Now I love Shep, but I don't have to ever be with Shep. I'll never have to be with Shep so I can like him, but it's weird. It's one of those things that you have to have this weird conversation with yourself almost moralistically. Like, are we okay with Shep hurting somebody like Taylor He's technically being honest, I think, probably 85% of the time. And he seems like a fun dude. He's just horrible at relationships. And unfortunately, relationships involve a whole nother human being, right? Like, when I fuck my shit up, 
like hopefully usually I fuck my shit up. When I fuck other people's shit up, it's horrible because you feel so guilty. I don't know if Shep has that in him though. I don't know if he does necessarily truly feel guilt the way that, I don't know. Like what is the way that guilt should be felt? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it weighs him down. Like it weighs down some people. And because like, other than that, how would you live with yourself if you keep doing the same behavior again and again and again and again? I think the fallacy or the problem, and I know this might sound a little wild, just go with me here. You know, in this day and age, we are so lucky to have so many heroes. I'm so thankful that we're getting more and more female heroes, but we have a lot of male heroes, you know, like we have a lot of, we've always had a lot of male heroes, but there's also a lot of male heroes, like from beat poets to Hunter S Thompson to even like, I would say Anthony Bourdain, you know? So you have all of these people like Shep that look up to like Anthony Bourdain. He really out there. He lived life. He drank the beer and, and, you know, went to these places, discovered what it was like to live. And for Anthony Bourdain, he really did do all of those things. And it was amazing. Like, I truly am enraptured by that guy's life. But if you watch that documentary on Anthony Bourdain, Roadrunner, or read anything about him, there's always trade-offs, right? He was an absentee father for a little bit, even though he loved his daughter dearly. But you see that part of it he falls in love potentially with the wrong person and he became like a goofy school kid that said some really dumb shit you know like he wasn't perfect he had his faults and for all of us to hero worship people like that there's so much to hero worship but to not realize or not recognize what that trade-off is what those faults are do you ever wonder about that would you love to mean so much to everybody or would you love to be cherished by few, but it would be like the most cherished. They would, you, they would, they would love you the most, but it was only a select few. Or would you rather be loved by millions? But they really didn't know you, but they loved you. Like, do you ever think about that? I don't know. So I, I wonder about this just when it comes to Shep, because this is a fascinating episode. I mean, you could on its face, it's a little bland and boring because basically what it is, it's a guy's night over at Miss Patricia. And then the girls go out for dinner. Not a lot more than that. But within that, there are all these things that kind of get brought up. That was really kind of making me think that I was digesting a lot of different relationship aspects to it that I thought was interesting. And I love people like Austin trying to start to stand up for Madison, not Madison, sorry for Taylor Shep's girlfriend when it's, it's another thing where it's like, Austin, that's great. Where was that, uh, where was that, uh, with your own behavior on summer house? Where was that? You know, it's like, it's like, that's great that you're like feeling guilty for, for Taylor, but you actually took part in, in really pitting two women against each other. So it is interesting. And I don't want to just say this about men because I, I know women can be very, uh, very hurtful and do some really wild shit. I, I've, I've been on the other side of that. But I do find it also darkly comic that these men try to be like, I think it's too far what he's done. And I'm like, you didn't think it was too far what you did on Summer House? Just because it wasn't technically on Southern Charm, you get a pass? No, 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 no. Like, I would be every scene of like, Shep, the reason why I'm concerned is because last year I fucked over two women on national television. Like, I, I hate that we created this multiverse of Bravo, yet we really don't talk about it that much. Like, 
We brought out that Sierra was in town. We didn't get to see her, so maybe she wasn't either offered to film or she didn't want to film. But we don't really even get it brought up in conversation, which I think it definitely should be. I think it should be part of the conversation. Like, we all know this shit happened. Why isn't it fair game? We, I mean, in this episode, we had a flashback where even Thomas Ravenall was in it. Why don't we get to talk about these shows as a whole, like the people in the actual shows. So this is Southern Charm, Season 8, Episode 12. It is called Guys and Dolls, and that's just real simple. If I were to break that down, I'd be like, guys and girls. There's a famous musical, Guys and Dolls. I, I'm i a musical theater geek. I know that's not a surprise to any of you guys, uh, but uh, I loved I loved Guys and Dolls. So anyways, Guys and Dolls is the title for this, and the show description is this. Patricia invites the guys over for a gentleman's dinner. The ladies get together for a night out. The girls take the time to face their issues head on. Like, that was the show description. Bravo, let me hire... Will you hire me to write your show descriptions? Like the Beverly Hills one was too much and it like picked out scenes that didn't really mean that much. This is just like the girls take the time to face their issues head on. Did somebody black out? Like how did this even what? Like I come on. The girls get together to talk about their experiences with the men. I mean, like, is even that's bland in itself, but it's a little bit more. Uh, obviously, we always start off these shows with previously on Southern Charm, Naomi fully in voiceover mode. I always kind of poked fun at her in the beginning, but she's re you can tell she's getting cocky, and I like it. Um, and so we start seeing, uh, we started with the scenes from the past, uh, from Aldbross when they were there and Austin. And, um, I always, I love that. I still blank on Olivia's name. Still. I am the worst with names. You guys, it's nothing against Olivia, but I truly was like Austin and, and they had that scene at Aldbross where Austin was like, I really do like you. Okay. I like you a, a lot and I want to date you. I like how Austin's always sure he wants to date somebody after he's dicked down somebody else. Because I'm assuming him and Sierra hooked up, right? Um, and so Naomi goes, now that everything's gravy with Austin and Olivia, he decided to host a party of his own. And then we flash back to friend, uh, Friendsgiving, and we have that scene where Austin called to invite Patricia and Whitney to Friendsgiving. And he was like, oh, I can't believe you're going to let Naomi go solo. And Miss Patricia was like, zoinks, what? And uh, Naomi's like, yeah, it's true. Whitney and I have been getting cozy. What a, ugh, man, Whitney and I have been getting cozy. Oh, I told you guys, if you listen to the Friday recap with Beverly Hills, I truly am starting to hate the word cozy because Lisa Reno was like, let's get into our cozies. Let's get into our cozies. Um, so we have Whitney telling her, telling his mom, like, yeah, we're hanging out. And then we have the music, making it look so easy. You got to hand it to the man. I love how they I love how they use the song in the the previews for the week. Then name it was, but when we all gathered at Austin's house for Friendsgiving, some of us got the cold shoulder. And we have Naomi going, hey, I brought a squash salad and another salad. And Paige going, I don't like it. I don't like it. The gall of somebody that doesn't bring a damn thing to this thing going, I don't like it. 
And we have a scene of Naomi telling Olivia at the Friendsgiving that she's getting weird vibes from Paige. And then we have a scene of Paige telling Catherine that she's getting, she doesn't like Olivia. And Catherine was eating that shit up with a spoon. Catherine was like, you see it too. She's a bitch. And then, of course, we ended last week's episode with Naomi going, Paige, would you like to talk outside? And we have that whole conversation on the patio where I said Paige really killed it. I, I saw Paige describe it somewhere online today where she like was like really cocky about it. I hate cockiness in people. And yes, you could say she did annihilate Naomi in that really that conversation. But I think something I think with, you know, when you have class is when you destroy somebody and you let us say it for you. You don't say it for yourself. You know, I always think there's that differentiation of like, let us sing your praises. Trust me, the audiences are so sophisticated now that we will. Don't like, don't, also don't ever buy into your own bullshit. I say that to all of us. Um, so uh, Naomi's like, you really didn't think we would end up on a happy note. And then Paige is like, I didn't come at you. You would know if I did. It's easy as the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. Hoo, hoo. And now we're into the show. We see a, the Charleston Bridge. We see flag. We see horses. And then we see Craig at the gym. And you guys, he's doing side planks. And I've been telling you about my workout journey. Uh, right now I'm laying on a bed like a slug. But I do those side planks at my work with my trainer now. And Craig goes, God, these are hard. Oh, and Craig, dude, I was like, Craig's right. They are hard. You And Craig wasn't, see, I'm usually drenched in sweat when I do it. Craig was not nearly as sweaty as I am. Why do you think God made me like that? Why do you think God made it so I sweat more? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I genuinely have this, I, and, and if, oh, if I get nervous, you guys, oh man. Like you, that's why I always, I will wear a jacket of some sort if I, cause I will get nervous really easily. And I know that <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop talking. Um, okay. So we cut to Leva and Leva's doing a scene with little Lamar, her scene partner. Like Leva has done more scenes with her son this season than Austin has done with Craig. Like this little kid should be like screen actors guild at this point. This little kid's like getting better as an actor. Each one. He's like, can I have another cookie? Can I get two cookies? It's like, why is this one of Leva's only scene partners in the show? I hate to say this, but I feel like Leva has never fully ensconced herself in this show in a way that we've totally gotten behind her the way that we usually do with each one of these characters even in their low moments you might disagree with me i almost have more of a soft spot spot soft spot for vanita because vanita is thrown to the wolves every episode like i truly don't know vanita's purpose of this show except to be a punching bag like even leva th tried to throw down with vanita this episode but leva i almost just feel like we keep they keep showing us leva because they're going to do the leva spinoff and I just, I'm trying to, like, maybe I'm completely wrong and you guys fucking love Leva. I'm not, I don't dislike her. I just feel like it's weird that all of a sudden when she takes charge of things and it's just, it, it's, it's like, remember when we had like that whole strong group of girls and they're all gone now, sadly, it's like Leva had to fill in for the absence of that. 
but she's like talking like she's been on this show for like seven seasons. Does that make any kind of sense with you guys? Anyways, they do that scene. Then we cut to, <laughs> what is it, Marcy? Shep's cousin and her husband, and they're doing like pushes to make her go into labor. Like, why are we even doing that? Like, I mean, did, I mean, no offense, Marcy, you seem really nice. And I, I, I hope you have a, a beautiful baby. And I just, but I'm just like, what are we doing here? What are we this desperate? Like, just show me more footage of Miss Patricia and Whitney. Like show me Whitney on a toilet. That's fascinating to me. So, um, uh, they say tomorrow's the big day. So I guess she's going to deliver tomorrow. Like what if next week's Southern charm is just an hour of Marcy delivering, like, and we're just like, that's what they prepped us for all season. We cut to Patricia's house. Whitney is making coffee, and then he's lighting a fireplace with a remote. And Naomi comes in, and she's like, Monty doesn't even bark anymore, the dog. Which then signifies that uh, Naomi's been coming over to the house quite a lot to potentially do the hippity-dippity with old Whitney. And they hug awkwardly. Like, do you ever notice Whitney only hugs awkwardly? I'm the same way, so I'm not so bad. Like, he only hugs awkwardly. And, like, there's, like, a kiss on a cheek. And she, ha- she takes the coffee from Whitney, and she's, like, super strong, just like I like it. And he goes, I like I like your leather pants. They're very parachute pants. Like, uh, mid-'80s, Grace Jones. I love Grace Jones. And then Naomi goes, I was born in the 90s. Do I even want to know what year you were born? And that's one of the reasons why I think this relationship is 65 to 70% bullshit. What woman doesn't Google any dude that they're interested in? I've had very little experience with girls, which is really sad. But I do know that all of the girls have seemed to have Googled me at a point. And how, dude, imagine how embarrassing that is when they Google you and they see like fucking like stupid web series or podcasts where I'm like bitching about Erica Jane. That's insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in fact, who out there can clean up my whole web? Could you just put something cool as like the top search? It's either that or like I always tell you guys, like I, I have that Google alert on my name. And once again, it was like I was on Allison Rosen's podcast and that came up on a Google alert, but right underneath it, it was the other Ryan Bailey that does gay porn and he's supposedly really into like backdoor stuff and he's supposedly like the best at it but it's like great like it's like life isn't fair anyways so he she's holding Roy the white dog Whitney is in this like denim outfit and she's like is your mom home and he goes she's in bed she gets up at the crack of noon and then Naomi's like does she know we hang out and he's like, she's familiar. And he goes, mom wants to do a gentleman's dinner. Ah, Francais. I want classic French entrees. Sh- uh, chef Perigue-Joulette. <laughs> chef Perigue from Joulette Restaurant's going to do it. I don't know what fucking voice I'm doing right now. And he goes, uh, I'd like to ask you to co-host because of your joie de vivre. And Naomi goes, well, it's not really a good idea because Leva told me that Craig hates me. And we get a flashback to that where Craig's like, you're a psycho ex-girlfriend. And Whitney's like, well, fuck him then. What's not to like, Whitney says. And Naomi goes, there's a lot. And Whitney goes, well, I'm sure there is, but I haven't seen it yet. And 
Naomi goes, Oh my God, Whitney, not everyone knows that you're this sweet. And I was like, what? I, this is, I no offense to Whitney, you guys, but I'm just like, also it's like, you're in a fucking mansion in Charleston. Like you're, you're like, it's like, yeah, I guess it's a nice thing to say, but you're also in a mansion in Charleston with the producer of the show. Like I, I can be sweeter than that. I can be like, like I'm making this up off the top of my head, but I'd be like, Naomi, I love your new nose. I think it's amazing. Literally Craig and Matul, you didn't belong with either of those people because you're smarter and you're more beautiful than they could ever possibly imagine or even try to be. And the strength that you have, I mean, of course they were threatened by you. Look at you. You're the entire package. Like, look, Whitney, could you even do half that good? Give me a break. We cut to us, Austin's house, and Bailey, which is like, that's my last name. So I was like, whoa. Bailey, Austin's friend's like, what's up, boss? And Austin's like, Patricia wants us to do a black tie dinner. And he's showing the jacket that he got. And he's like, will you give me a good haircut? And she's like, yeah, you'll look great. And I was like, what is, is he Kanye West all of a sudden? Like, he's, he's calling in barbers? And this Bailey girl, I didn't like, cause she was kind of good looking. So it was like, I don't trust Austin with a good looking barber in his house. So I did. I was like, some, something, something happened. He's like, I just want a little trim, you know, let's leave the front, you know, don't, uh, you know, let's keep the volume on the side. You can tell that Austin's one of those guys that's like his hair means something to him. You know, like for certain things I've just given up on in terms of look, like I've not gotten a haircut in months now. Um, I have this beautiful mustache that my sister made fun of me the other night for and called me Super Mario Brothers. But I'm not I'm not concerned greatly um, because I've just accepted that, you know, I'm never going to be the Craig Conover or the Austin. But this guy's concerned because he really, truly thinks he has power in his hair. And he goes, listen, my hair is what I fuss over because I have a peanut head. And I think that is actually a very brave admission from Austin that he has a peanut head. And I do not doubt for a damn second. But then I was kind of like, I kind of want to see him with the peanut head. I kind of want to like have the guys hold him down and shave off all his hair. We get a montage of Austin playing with his hair. And um, so Austin's also getting nervous. He's like, Yo, you're, you're cutting away. And she goes, Olivia is going to love this. And how are you guys doing, by the way? And he goes, life is good. I'm happy. And then Bailey asks, what's going on with Sheppy and Taylor? And Austin's like, well, same old. He knows he can get away with murder with her. I mean, she's 15 years younger. And uh, she says he's adjusting, Austin tells Bailey. And then Austin goes, but they've been together two years how are you still adjusting after two years? He then once again goes, I feel like you're cutting too much. You're making me nervous on the hair. And he goes, I want it to sit perfectly. I don't want it to look bulky. And I'm like, dude, you're what you're in his house. Do not let him buy. I, it's anyways. He sees the He sees the hair finally. And he's like, fuck. Yeah, man. He's happy with the hair. You guys, we cut to Shep and Taylor walking into a restaurant and Taylor informs Shep that her mom can't drink because she has to drive back to North Carolina. So obviously Taylor's mom's in town and Shep goes, I'll be her sober buddy. And I'm like, oh, what a good guy. And a talking head, Taylor goes, 
I was definitely a mommy's girl. You know, when I was growing up, it was all about my mom and she like instilled all these values in me. Jesus, seatbelts and sunscreen, which is a very Kyle Cook alligator. What is it? Like tiger's friends, family or shark's friends, family. Remember when he said that in summer house, but she says she instilled Jesus, seatbelts, sunscreen. I just, you know, listen, I, this is the episode I told Sophie on Monday that I was like, I really am starting to really like Taylor. It's, you know, like she, there seems to be an innate goodness in it, in her. Some people that don't work well on TV are some of the best people you're ever going to meet in real life. Um, she also says that her mom's not a sassy mom, but she'll tell it like it is. The mom um, uh, comes um, and Shep says, oh, get the tomato soup with the grilled cheese trio. And I was like, dude, if I was in Charleston, like I just, I mean, there's, it seems like there's too much good food. There's always opportunity to drink. I'm just so lucky I'm not there. Um, her mom was in town for a girl's trip and she says, we've been doing these girl's trips with my friends for the last 20 years, had a great time. Um, but we were at this, uh, this place and the sommelier, some sommelier, whatever, however you say it was giving us $250 a bottle of wine. We didn't know until we got the bill, how are we going to explain this to our husbands? And, uh, Taylor says, well, you guys had a lot of fun, which by the way, Shep should have stood up right then and there and said, I'll take care of it. Let me take care of that bill. Remember when in Jackson, Brittany took, uh, takes Kentucky. If you guys watched that one season shit show, Jack's paid. What was it for the IVF for the cousin? And then he was like, just remember that's my baby. You know, he was like, I feel like Shep should have stood up right here. Um, Shep goes, we're all train wrecks. Shep says in a talking head, but they're faith-based and, Listen, I'm a skeptic. I'm a cynic. So that's a definite chasm between me and their family. So you can tell Shep definitely is given a list of negative reasons in his head of why they can't work. Like, it seems like there's so many negative reasons to Shep. The mom says, you know, with you guys, how you can disagree about throwing an egg that breaks, but it's how you get over it. You know, that's the way that you actually become a couple and stay together for 50 years. And Shep's like, oh, I'm so sorry for showing my ass all over that one. And mom says, you know, being humble, that's what's going to get you in a long-term relationship. And Taylor says, you know, you got to push your significant other in the right directions. And Shep goes, I can be contrite, you know, and I can say things I don't mean. And the mom says, just, just be good counsel to each other. And the mom seemed like just a really like a nice lady. I mean, there was uh, just a really nice lady. And it just made me feel bad for Taylor so much more because I know they, they don't, they're not together. Why did my voice get so high? Anyways, now we get a shot of sun going down and we're over to Patricia's house. The chef Perrigue, he's talking French. He's like, wee, wee, wee. I'm preparing this cargo. I hit the gas stoves. We're going to do the demi-glaze. The dog Peaches is in there. He's like, Peaches, you want to help me? <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Um, the, uh, the escargot is out there. Uh, Miss Patricia is like, oh, exceptional. And he's like, we also have this nice duck, you know, this pink duck. And Miss Patricia's like, well, I would like my well done. I, Miss Patricia, I really, I love you. I, I truly do. But you always got to go with how the chef wants it. 
I will say my ex with, I've said this, like with, 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 and sorry for vegetarians and, you know, but when we would have steak, we get like, like she wanted it burnt to a crisp. And it's like, how, but that's how she, how she liked it. But it's like, it's not how it's meant. Anyways. Um, so he's like, well, you, you know, you're paying me. If that's the way you like it. We will make it, uh, we will make it like shoe leather. Um, and she goes, well, I know what I like and I don't like the taste of rare duck and I get what I want. And that's that. I was like, damn, dude, that's, that's a girl boss right there. Um, and then the chef's like, I told Peaches to be nice or I would put her into the oven. We cut to Leva walking into this restaurant, Bourbon and Bubbles. And she's like, I'm here for a girl's night for six. And she gets seated. And this isn't Republic. It was a place called Bourbon and Bubbles. But she she's like talking to the staff like she knows them. She's like, can you ask Scott for a lint brush? Because she's wearing this big coat. And, like, I guess it all got over her outfit. Catherine gets back. Uh, Catherine gets there, and she's back to her red hair. And she's like, it feels like the red me again, for sure. Then Naomi gets there. Vanita and Livia, Taylor, the gang's all here. Naomi comes in, and Catherine immediately gives, like, a dirty look. Uh, they uh, Naomi orders a tequila soda with orange juice. I've never heard of that. I've heard of tequila soda, but to throw in that OJ, that if I was Whitney, I'd be like, Man, and you know how to order a drink, Naomi. Oh, I didn't know about the sweet Whitney. Vanita gets in there, and there's like kind of this awkwardness. And uh, but Olivia's like, "Let's have a fun night!" Woo! Taylor and Olivia, they're they're ready to party. Catherine uh, doesn't want to get up to hug people because she lets us know she forgot underwears, so she's trying not to get up. Amazing admission out of Catherine. By the way, this is the first time. It's a Chubbs free ep- episode. No Cleb, no Caleb, no Chubbs, whatever you want to call them. We get referred, we get a like a little talking about Chubbs, but no Chubbs. Chubbs, I feel like, is done. They're filming the reunion today, folks. They are filming the Southern Charm reunion today. And I got to imagine Andy is just like, he coasts through the Southern Charm one because he loves to look at those dudes. He finds them all hot. And he genuinely gets a kick out of him. So you know it's not the stress that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is for Andy. So it's always the reunion that you can tell Andy's just having a good time. And I, I, I love I love watching Andy have a good time at reunions. So um, Taylor gets an espresso martini. They're going to do the tasting menu. Still a little bit of awkwardness. And Levis says, um, well, anyways... Um, she hooked up with Whitney, referring to Naomi, says this to Catherine and goes, do you know this? And Catherine says, I heard something. And Levis says, well, maybe this will bond you in some sort of awkward, weird way. And I'm like, this is what I'm saying. Like, Leva, weird. Like, did the producer make you do that? This is a weird, like, like, you know, I mean, shut up. Like, what a weird thing to say. Like, you guys both have like... You guys have bumped uglies. Like, you guys both have seen Whitney's privates. Like, what a weird thing to say. And Taylor says, well, cheers to never hooking up with Whitney. (laughs) And Leva goes, the universe will bond you in the weirdest ways. Catherine says, I think he's a great catch. And I don't know what's going on, but, like, it's not weird. He's, like, a genuine good guy. And I'm like, Catherine, are you in a hostage video? What? Wait, what? Like, I've seen... (laughs) 
Catherine, there's that Britney Spears quality to Catherine and that you love her and you feel for her and you know all this shit she has gone through has just had to be taken such a mental toll on her in so many different ways. But at the same time, we'll still have these like wild opinions or forgiveness that a lesser person would just never have. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but it always kind of wigs me. I was like, what? Um, he goes, and then Naomi goes, well, he cares a lot about you, Catherine. He really does. You know, you and I didn't get to have a conversation at Friendsgiving because of Craig, but I'm sorry if I hurt you, um, you know, with, with, with Taylor at Olivia, you know, so he's, she's apologizing and Catherine goes, yeah, I didn't know what the motive was. And they're now talking about the Caleb situation when they were talking at Olivia's oyster party. And Naomi goes, well, he made it seem like you were like the narcissist and he's the victim. And we get a flashback to that where Chubbs, oh, I guess we did get a little tiny flashback at Chubbs where Chubbs is like, yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. And she's like, why are you with her? And Catherine goes, he adamantly denies saying Saying, saying anything and said, you talked all sorts of shit. And it's just like, it's so weird because denial, you know, when it turns, it turns out everyone was right about him. You know, it, it's, it's so crazy that he was talking the shit Catherine says. And, uh, she goes, I, I'm in a can of worms when I talk about it. I'm still processing it. Catherine says, in the talking head, she says, I feel like she's the Naomi I met years ago. You know, it's confusing me. It's like, I like her. Why does she have to, why, 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 why do I have to like her? Why does she have to be a bitch? In a new scene, Whitney is showing uh, the bartender the secret room where the wine cooler is. Like, dude, I've told you guys this. I fucking love secret, secret rooms. I've never had one. What if I was like, uh, I, I have like a 50 shades of gray room. No, like I, I, if I ever really, and this is probably why I won't, but if I ever had like, fuck you money, I'd build a bat cave, like hands down. Like I would build something with a hidden door, something that I would have to slide down. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, I mean, not even like, not even a question. I'd be like, spare no cost. I must have hidden rooms everywhere. And I would, and they would just, just be TVs playing housewives all the time. Or you know what I'd do? This is it. I would buy, I would build a replica of Dorit's room at Puka de Beppo. I would build a replica of the bar at Vanderpump Rules. And I would just like do like <laughs> fanfic. I would do fan, I would do fan fiction come to life though. You know, that's a great idea, Ryan. Damn. Ah, I just had an idea. Okay. Anyways. Um, Patricia is looking for place cards. She can't, she's like, I can't find place cards. Whitney, where are my place cards? And when he's like, I found them. Sears Shep, Austin Craig. Uh, oh God. And Patricia's like, I'm doing these without my glasses. Who do you want to sit next to Whitney? And when he goes, Adri Adriana Lima. <laughs> and they, they both laugh. The, the model. And, uh, Miss Patricia's like, well, I don't know who's talking to who these days. I don't know. And Whitney looks at the table and he's like, it's like a tchotchke heaven on the table. Because there's all these little, like, decorations. And uh, Miss Patricia goes, Becky, can I have a please have a glass of champagne? 
And they both ship champ- sip champagne, Whitney and her and mom. Very beautiful moment. And then all of a sudden, Patricia goes, I prefer champagne in a coupe glass, don't you? And she goes, not a flute. So Whitney goes to switch it out. He's serving. He's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Becky a little reprieve. You know, Becky was the one that served, I guess, the champagne in the coupe glass like a dummy. But he gives his mom a paper napkin. And we know how Miss Patricia feels about paper napkins. And I'm like, God damn it, Whitney. You good for nothing. Go to your room, dude. Go to your room. And she literally goes, Jesus Christ, Whitney. And she goes, many years ago, I hosted many parties at my house in New York. You know, I even had waiters that had worked at Buckingham Palace and staff. And now I have Whitney, my dumb son. (laughs) The door knocks. And um, Shep's like, Whitney? Shep's doing one of those funny knocks. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And Whitney is with Jenny. He's like, mom wants proper napkins. Uh, Miss Patricia has to answer the door because Whitney's trying to take care of this napkin situation. And we see that Shep has dressed the occasion. He's on a white coat, tie. And she goes, well, how elegant are we tonight? You know, you should wear this everywhere. You look great. And then I was kind of like, what about Shep and Miss Patricia? Miss Patricia, I got to tell you, I kind of find her attractive. Like, I do. And you really see how she... You know what? I'm like, she's a good-looking lady. And for 81 years old, are you shitting me? She's hot, dude. Um, Shep goes, I have to step up my game to hold on to Taylor somehow. I'm like, no, you don't, you idiot. Taylor's basically begging to be with you. You could literally, like, fucking wear, like, just boxers all day, and she'd still be with you. Um, Whitney is trying to, like, touch Shep's tie. Patricia goes to chef uh, to goes to check on the chef. Becky gives Shep champagne, and uh, you know uh, Whitney's like, "This is 1950s French." And Shep drinks it. He goes, "Tasty champagne." And Patricia goes, "Like it's Tattinger's, <laughs> it's Bottens." Well, and he goes, "Well, thanks for having me." And Whitney goes, "I found old place cards, you know, like Ghosts of Christmas Past, like Cameron." And I was like, "Oh, Cameron!" We get a flashback to her sucking on a lime, and then they go, "Remember when Thomas almost beat Whitney up at it?" Pictures like, "Remember when Thomas almost beat Whitney up at a table?" And we see a flashback of that. And I got to tell you, the flashback of Whitney—he looks older than he does now. Like, with the side part hair that he had, he used to look so creepy. So, like, even when I bag on Whitney now, like, he looks so much better. Like, now that I'm like, oh, yeah, he almost looks like a supermodel compared to how he, you know, I'm just like, holy shit. Um, Chef goes, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. Craig comes in, and Pat says, uh, we don't have, we don't have Michael to open up the door anymore. The door to our hearts, Miss Patricia. That's what Michael did for me. But yeah, it is a bummer. I always get bummed about my... I hope Michael... Positive thoughts for Michael's recovery. Craig has a sports jacket, but no tie. Craig orders a bourbon, then Austin knocks. Uh, um, Shep is showing uh, his sterling silver cufflinks to Miss Patricia. Whitney goes to Austin. Who is it? He goes, it's Austin. Open the door. 
He goes, give me your jacket. Hands off, Austin hands Whitney the jacket. And then Whitney, being a fun prankster, just throws it on the floor. We cut back to girls' night. And Benita goes, ooh, I think a fine man just walked by. And Catherine goes, I met a dating coach recently. And she said, come to my event. And it's like, you put down a key. And then someone gets a lock. And then you see if that key opens the lock. And Naomi's like, that's a swingers party, not a date. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what? Uh, champagne gets brought out for the girls. They all cheer. Cheers. A bunch of apps gets brought out. And Olivia says, thanks for setting this up. <laughs> and she's like dancing at the table. And you can tell that Olivia is getting used to being on camera. Like, didn't you feel that way too? She's like, she's like, I'm feeling loose. This is a good camera night for me. And they bring up Vanita not being at Friendsgiving. Remember, Vanita wasn't invited. And Leva says, well, there's a reason. Because Austin said, Vanita will just run and go tell everything to Madison. And Leva says, you think, you know, your thing with Madison, it's kind of affected our trust. Leva says this to Vanita, you guys. And she goes, there was an issue. What happened with me and Vanita? And I mean, Vanita knows. So Leva's saying there's an issue between them. And everyone looks like, whoa, whoa, I don't know what, uh, I, I didn't even know. And Leva goes, or Vinita goes, Madison and I had it, sorry, sorry. Leva goes, Madison and I, and I had it out at the dog party. I told Madison that it looks like you are not over Austin because of your behavior at the dog party, Leva says. And I told her to let it go because it looks just wild. And she said, um, Oh, Taylor says, so basically what happened was that Leva said this to Madison and Taylor said, yeah, I was there. I, I told her that you were looking out for her. Taylor says she told that to Madison. So then Leva texted Vanita and said, Madison's acting dumb. And I guess they were in the car, Vanita and Madison after the dog party and Madison, she, Vanita gave Madison her phone to play music and it, she saw the text, which is a super flimsy excuse, Vanita. Listen, I am, I, I like Vanita a lot, but that's just a flat out lie. She's like, I, I had Madison, you know, she needed my phone for music. And so then Madison immediately texted Leva goes, oh, so now I'm dumb. Oh, now I'm dumb. I'm going to get gaslit into a war. And Vanita says, Keep your mouth shut. Just don't talk shit in a talking head about Leva. You know, you won't have this problem if you don't talk shit. And Leva says, I never had a problem with Madison until you. And this has affected our friendship. And Taylor says, there, there never should be any choosing sides here. And Leva says, this trust got affected for everyone. And Vanita says, well, it makes me sad that you say that. Like, it is sad. Like, Vanita is truly on the outside of this group. Even Leva is not standing up for her. And it's like, Leva, realize, like, not every, you know, if you say something and Vanita is closer to Madison, I mean, how do you not expect that to get back to her? Leva says, I feel like I'm being, um, Leva says, I feel like I'm being intense on you right now, and I'm not trying to be. And I'm like, you definitely are. You definitely look like you're being intense on her. We cut back to Patricia going, have you guys had escargot? 
And Austin goes, I've had it before, ma'am. I like the big ones. And then uh, Shep goes, that's what she said. <laughs> and then Craig orders an old fashioned and Patricia goes, I like old fashions. And uh, Craig goes, uh, I'd like it big and strong. And then Shep goes, that's what she said. <laughs> Dick jokes. Miss Patricia says, if I have any more champagne, I'm going to lay right on the floor. Shep can attack me like a man. And Craig goes, can I have some red wine? And Austin goes, I think I'm just going to make it a champagne night for me. And she's like, I don't want to force anybody to drink more. And Craig goes, it's just it's just a part of our lives now, which is literally the saddest line, I think, that Craig said the entire episode. It's just part of our lives now, the drinking. Like I've, that, like I've That's another thing about being on a reality show on Bravo is you have to accept that you're potentially going to either exacerbate your already existing drinking problem, or you're going to start one. And, um, they're all being giggly, the guys. And I got to tell you, I'm a sucker for this shit. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Like it really truly is. There is something really fun to watch about a bunch of guys being stupid drunk. Patricia's like, I'm getting hungry and drunk. And the chef's like, we are ready to go. It's ridiculous. He's in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden, Craig spills red wine all over the sofa. And Miss Patricia goes, Craig, do you know how much that sofa costs? $45,000. And chef goes, oh, hey, that's just one day. It's sewing down south. He's got that. And Craig is like wiping. And, and Austin's like, dude, you don't wipe. You dab. He's like, oh, well. and they're like, get soda water, get soda water. And Whitney goes, Craig, you literally hit the rug with the wine as well. And then Craig's like, don't give me these dumb fucking cups. How about a curved wine glass that's normal that people can drink out of? I love that I'm saying this the whole time and smiling Craig's right behind me as my Zoom background. He's like, he, he I'm drunk, he. Um, He's like, don't give me these stupid cups, Whitney. I'm going to spill over every, I'll spill over. I love people that do something wrong. And that, that, that's just like, that. And they're indignant. They're like, it's your fault, idiot. Um, and then Miss Patricia goes, well, it's okay. Catherine one time had a spray tan on her thighs. Took an hour and a half to get out of that couch. And Craig goes, it was, it, it's not on purpose what I did. And Austin goes, no, he's just, he's and incompetent. Um, and then Craig goes, uh, Miss, Miss Pat, I'm sorry. It's inexcusable. I'll take care of it tomorrow. I promise. And Miss Patricia goes, that's good enough for me. In a talking head, Miss Patricia goes, you know, they always say you're the company you keep. So I guess I'm a B-list fuck boy. <laughs> An amazing line. Amazing line. And listen, I don't think Miss Patricia wrote that line or thought of that line, but she delivered it fucking gangbusters. Erica Jane wishes she could deliver a written line like that. So anyways, um, the dinner is ready to go. And Miss Pat's like, let's go, let's go. It's an intimate little dinner. There's like snow globes at the table. Shep's like, shake it up. And then he goes, like Taylor Swift. Did Shep just drop a Taylor Swift? Okay, anyways. And then Miss Patricia goes, uh, boys, these are 18th century chairs and table diamonds that don't lean back in the chairs. 18th century, you guys. They bring out the escargot, and uh, 
somebody goes, I don't know who the guy. Oh, Patricia goes, I don't know who this guy, who the first guy was that got the idea to eat these little things, but I'm sure he was very hungry. Bon appetit, chef. And they're teaching uh, them how to use the clamps to get the escargots out. And Austin's like, I see that, Whitney. I know. Shep makes a toast and goes, thank you, Miss Pat, for tonight, for the good times, the interesting times, and how you kept your door open always for us. I thank you for that. And then Craig goes, what the fuck? Oh, fuck. I accidentally broke the chair I'm sitting in. And we cut to the leg fell off the chair. And Miss Patricia goes, oh, my God, my chairs. I just paid 25000 for this. Now, listen, I have to say, I literally burst out laughing during this. I was I, I burst out laughing. And I usually don't laugh out loud watching these shows anymore. And I I got caught up. I laughed. Like the shot of the leg, the shot of Craig, the shot of the guys laughing, the shot of Miss Patricia. I thought it was a little suspect that she even warned him about the 18th century. Like, if you're worried, maybe don't bring out the 18th century chairs or like maybe, you know, have a kid's table for Craig. So it was weird that she warned, but I don't care. I love this moment. I thought it was so good. And um, and (laughs) so, and Shep is loving it. Shep loves when Craig fails. And uh, Craig goes, well, they should these chairs should have more screws in them. And, and Shep goes, Craig's good for like, you know, 18,000 for this, you know, restoration and pillows. He's good for this. Uh, and then he's like, Craig, you know, busting up a couch and a chair, uh, priceless. And then, and then he goes, Craig, also, your zipper's all the way down. And he goes, it's, Craig goes, it's broken. It's broken. And he goes, well, then why wear the pants? And he goes, it broke in the car ride over. Like, what was he furiously jerking off? Like, I love that. It's like, this is what I lo- I do. Lo- I find this endearing about Craig is that Craig wants everything a certain way. And he's very particular. He's very sensitive and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he's also just a mess. He's just, I relate to that so hard. Um, the next, next, they're all laughing at this point, including me. The next course of duck gets brought out. It's, they're like, it's beautiful. Um, so then Austin goes, Miss, Miss Pat, what do you think of Whitney and Naomi? And she goes, well, I like it, but I'm not getting my hopes up. And a talking head, Miss Pat goes, women come and go. And I try not to be too nosy, but I do pester. And Craig goes, Whitney has a taste for the French. (laughs) It's like, shut up, Craig. You've literally like busted 60,000 worth of shit. Maybe don't throw in barbs. And he goes for everything these days. And Miss Pat says, well, do we have any serious relationships, any engagements, marriages coming up? And Craig goes, I I would be very disappointed if my current relationship didn't end up in that. And Shep goes, I think about it every day with... You know, trepidation and fear, which is just a horrible way to put it. And Miss Pat goes, well, it's probably some obstacles there. And Shep goes, the obstacle is me. And I'm like, no shit, dude. We all know. We get back to the ladies um, and somebody screams in the bar and Taylor goes, oh, my God. I just I, I hear Shep. When somebody screams, I feel like it's Shep screaming, you know, it's screaming at me. And I break into a sweat. Taylor says this and. Then Taylor goes, I don't care about being called a fucking idiot like at the egg toss because at the end of the day, I know he doesn't mean it, mean it. And Vanita goes, wait, pause. And Catherine goes, excuse me? 
And Leva's face is like, Zoiks? And Vanita says, you can't let him talk to you like that, you know? And she goes, well, that's only once in a blue moon. That's what people, you know, in love, they love to focus on that part with him and they make him always the villain. Like she's saying this about Shep. Taylor is. And Catherine goes, it still doesn't make it right. And Levis says, there's no excuse for that. I'm a big speak to you. Speak to me like you love me. I teach that to my toddler. Listen to that. Speak to you like you love me. And Taylor says, I have the biggest heart for him. I want to be with him. You know, I want to be with him. And, and, and uh, you know, there have been times that I've wanted to walk away, but God has, has pulled on my heart to stay, to stick with it and stick with him. And I'm like, oh, girl, you think God is, this broke my heart. You know, is that God like, it's like frustrating. Naomi in a talking head goes, he is a lucky man to have her. You know, she's an angel. God is looking out for Shep. And Taylor goes, my cup is overfilling to give love and acceptance to Shep. He's really working on things. What a lovely sentiment to say about your partner. And especially one that we know is potentially not deserving. And Levis says, remember those confessions and, you know, remember that all this time that you're spending energy on him is you're, you're taking that energy away from yourself by trying to fix another person. And Taylor goes, I know it's hard to teach an old dog, new trip, new tricks, but we are here to do it. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like you as a woman? No, you are not responsible to treat, to teach a man new tricks. No, Taylor, you are great. You are amazing. Go find such pure happiness. And a talking head, she goes, people see Shep as a set in his way guy. And I, I do want to prove them wrong. Here's the deal. And I say this lightly because I like Taylor a lot more, but there's like a, a big Britney Jacks thing here. Remember Brittany, like I can save him, y'all. He, I, I can make him. You know, like there was that thing, but she was more out, like out loud about it. Like Taylor's a little meeker than Brittany. Brittany was loud about it, but it's very interesting. It's very similar. I don't think anybody's really pointed that out before. And I swear to God, if I see some of you guys start making memes about it, I know, I know it'll. That's that's a Bailey original. Um, so. They say, just don't lose yourself. We cut back to Craig and Craig is talking to Shep and he's like, Taylor loves you. And Shep goes, I know. And Craig says, if I was dishonest and cheated on Paige, I'm pretty sure that would end the relationship, you know, but Taylor will always love you. And you know that. And when he says, you know, if you keep cheating, will she stay with you? She'll probably stay with you. Won't you? And Shep goes, that's not true. No, no, she won't stay with me. Um, and he goes, I don't have in, he's basically, like, I, I'm, I, I have inefficiencies. You know, I, 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 as a person have inefficiencies. Craig opens up his phone at this point and sees a Demois blind. And Pat goes, you have to stay faithful to the same woman the rest of your life. Craig goes, can I be excused, Miss Patricia? And Austin asks to um, 
Asta Crab Chauncey? I don't even know what the Grab Anyways, Craig is talking to Austin, and Craig goes, dude, Shep's Raya profile, which is a dating uh, app, you guys, for famous people, is on a gossip blog right now. And this gossip blog found it, and they put it up. And Austin goes, his stupidity astounds me. And I'm like, Austin, I've literally said the same thing about you. Your stupidity is down to me. It's funny how the world works. It's like a, it's like the circle of life. And Craig goes, fuck, Shep. What am I supposed to say? And Craig says, Taylor reads these gossip websites. Taylor can read? In a new scene, Whitney uh, gets Craig and Austin back to the table. Um, or No, no. Miss Pat goes, Whitney, get Craig and Austin back to the table. We need to do the flambe. And Craig goes, I'm drunk. And Miss Pat, Miss Pat goes, I'm shit-faced. They flambe in front of them and this lemon sauce thing. You know, it's all chef-like. It looks beautiful. They're, they're using Grand Marnier. Uh, it won't light, so they have to use more. And um, I don't know. They fight a, they, they fight about macaroons and macrones. He's like, you, you, and, and uh, it's a dumb joke, but they're like, Macron is the president of France. Anyways, they finally get the flambe, flambe going. Whitney does a toast with Grand, Grand Monnier in French, and it's just like, stop being a dork. Miss Pat goes, Whitney doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he go, Craig goes, Austin and I are going to go talk to Shep on the piazza real quick. Which, by the way, I think that's one of the manliest sentences ever. We're going to go talk to Shep on the piazza. We're going to go have a manly talk in the piazza. And so Craig goes, so whatever, I'll tell you. Someone just posted your Raya profile on a gossip site and your location on Raya, where it was the last time you registered. So it's getting blasted all the all over the internet that you were in Bermuda and you're a bad guy. I need to tell you this before Taylor yells at you. And Chef goes, yeah, two years ago, we were in a bad place. You know, I wasn't single, but we were in turmoil. I was in turmoil with my girlfriend and I needed some time to figure out. And so I went to Bermuda the very next day. And uh, Craig's like, and she knew? And he's like, yeah. She said, I hope you find what you're looking for, which he was obviously looking for, a vagina. And Craig's like, why did she feel that way? And we cut back to the reunion. Uh, and I guess this fight happened after the reunion. And Craig goes... I would break up with you, you know? Um, and Craig goes, so you weren't in trouble for stepping out. So you stepped out more. Craig says, you got to go to your Raya settings and hide your profile. And chef goes, I'm not going to do that. And Craig goes, people think they have a chance with you, dude, delete your profile. And chef's like, yeah, I'll, I'll work on that some more. Okay. And uh, Craig goes, okay, Suave. In a talking head, he goes, he's he's on a long road with this, but it truly doesn't sound like he cares, but I've done my job as a friend. And Craig goes, if you're cheating on her, and Shep goes, I'm not. And then he goes, here's your profile. And then Shep goes, nothing even happened. It turns out nobody's in Bermuda. And Austin says, I can only have your back so much. Taylor is like a little sister to me. He says this in a talking head, not to his face. And Shep says, I don't know what just happened, but my conscience is clean, you guys. 
And that's the end of this episode. I do want to say this. One of my friends today sent me Shep's current Raya profile. I'll probably be posting it on my Instagram tomorrow. And he has put his location as Bermuda and as where he lives, Bermuda. And I think that's a joke because of this week. But it is currently active. So all you ladies out there on Raya... You got Shep. He's out there. Find, find. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. Your your fugitive's name is is Shep. Shep Rose. Go get him. Um, You guys, next week looks like another intense episode. Paige won't come down for a party with Shep. More fighting the likes. This was another supersized episode. I hope you guys dug it. I hope you got some laughs. Uh, I hope we had a good time. We talked the Emmys. We talked Nicki Minaj. We talked to my mom. And we did a whole Southern Charm recap. My God, can it get any better? Yeah, I think it can. Wednesday, we're going to have a great guest. And we have a great week of shows. Thank you so much for your support, as always. And um, thank you, anybody watching this on YouTube as well. Uh, If there's anything that you'd like me to do, anything, any way you can even help me, please reach out. Um, uh, I love you guys. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. Recording stopped. Betches.